Mr. Lai. Good evening and welcome and to uh, this strange life. Uh, I'm at Crypto Mickey. Mickey, the conjure between the mother fucking freaks and the geeks. And I am at Willie Delius. No nickname. What you see is what you get. So, Will, uh, we've got a bit of housekeeping to do, uh, and I think uh, we're starting to get a little bit slicker at this, which is nice. Uh, so, our sponsors today, Will, who are they? XRR. Or? Exchange Rate? Uh, exactly, but exchange with an X. There's no E in it, okay? And Cheeky. Exchange Rate, uh, they basically, uh, they're a crypto company. They're running an ICO, and what they aim to do is lower the barrier to crypto trading through assisted trading or augmented in intelligence and this simply simply describe <laughs> this simply describes the fact uh, that the platform does quick analysis of the market quicker and more efficiently than humans and is able to provide the best coins to trade noobs can trade away based on recommendations while advanced traders may decide to do more research if they choose to the platform even recommends good entry points and offers recommendations on when to sell people who are not paranoid about, about re- blah, blah, blah. people who are not paranoid about using robots are you paranoid about using robots will no i love robots yeah well they may simply if you were to be paranoid will which which you're not but if you were to be then they may simply let the robot trade on their behalf and they get to configure how and often no how often the robot works and how many coins uh, and minimum profit before exiting the market which is great right yeah we had a chance to play around with this both you and i and uh, i think i mentioned it before but it lowers the entry uh, the barrier into entry into the crypto market and uh like you said it makes it able so that noobs can trade in a bear market, bull market, whatever. Yeah, I, I love that Bentry. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what's wrong with us tonight. I mean, we haven't been drinking tonight yet, have we? Or yeah. Have you had a few of a lunch? As you see, as I, as I hear you crack a beer in the background. <laughs> yeah. It is Friday night. Uh, so the second point is that some traders who do not wish c- to connect their exchange accounts to exchange rate platform may simply follow the robot's entry signals and exit the market at their own discretion. Uh, the mvp.exchangerate.io shows this particular service what what shows what the particular service would look like so i'll just repeat that address again mvp.xchangerate.io okay go there and you can see it so the third point and this is uh, the point that always uh, sort of sparks our interest will is that um, they will be able to sell and exchange Sorry, sell and share their robot configuration to other traders for a fee, mm-hmm. which is great, right? I love it. Yeah. So if you're technical, if you have an angle on the market, you can create a bot and basically third party sell that out for other people to use. You get a cut. They make more money. The exchange rate, they take a piece too. Wins all around. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's fucking fantastic. Um, and there's also an escrow exchange that allows peer-to-peer exchange of BTC or Bitcoin for fiat safely. All macro and micro payments within the ecosystem will be done using the XRR token, a bit similar to how BNB works on Binance. Did you see today that Binance is more profitable than, I think it's called Deutsche Bank, in Ger- the German biggest bank, Binance is more profitable in what? revenue? Isn't that insane? Then the whole fucking The whole fucking thing. caboodle. That's surprising. I know. Actually, kind of. Uh, yeah. I mean, not that surprising, I guess, because, I mean, it's big. Uh, Binance is Chinese, right? Well, I think they're moving to Malta, actually. Okay. But, but they, w- they started Chinese. Yeah. But they're they've been moving around to avoid <laughs> the hammer. <laughs> the restrictions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, 
listen, uh, we've got a couple of guests today. This is this is really exciting for me and Will um, because we've okay. My brother uh, will be on again, and he's going to come and join us a little bit later. Uh, so apologies for the interruption. He will come soon. But Will, I'll, I think I'll let you do this introduction um, because he's your he's your brother. He's sorry, he's not your real brother, but he's your brother, brother from another mother. That's right. You might call it a mate where you're from. Yeah, a mate or a yeah or a pal. All right. So hopefully he has his mic turned on. Jack, are you there? Loud and clear. Oh. Jack Walsh from Seattle. <laughs> hey, Jack. Jack, you How doing? How we doing? How quick, we doing? We're good. We're good. A quick, quick little introduction. Where are you right now? What are you up to? Yeah, well, uh, it's 7.05 a.m. here in uh, rainy Seattle, Washington. Ooh, Waking up to work from home and look at the roof that I just finished over my head, so I'm feeling good about that. Nice. You know, trying to avoid Especially actually having to do any work today. Mm. There you go. What What do you do, Jack? I am in the software sales world. Oh. Slanging software. Slinging dick. Yep. Slanging logins. And actually, oddly enough, I have four different crypto clients so really pretty interesting stuff yep so in, in what regard like you can you talk yeah. a little bit about it or no sure yeah so i have um i can't name names but there's a bitcoin atm company that uses our software we have a couple different up and coming exchanges ran by i think the eighth biggest crypto um that uh came to us for authentication um and then we have we're actually in the final stages with, I believe it's the third largest cryptocurrency uh, that's looking for us to uh, basically front authentication for a portion of their relationship with large banks. Awesome. That's really there you cool. Go. Man. Goddamn crypto taking over the, taking over the world. Well, that's awesome, man. So we have a few kind of standard questions we're going to run you through, and I'm going to let Mike kind of, kind of, Lead the lead the charge yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, I, I can do it. So, so Jack, th this just lets us uh, get to know our guests a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we won't we won't hold your answers against you at any later date. <laughs> so, so don't worry too much. But um, so the first question is: uh, Do you believe in ghosts? And if so, do you have a ghost story you can tell us? Yeah, for sure. So, oh, Willie might actually this. know. Yeah, <laughs> Willie might know a little bit about this, but. Um, I, I actually grew up with a mother who's pretty Looney Tunes. Um, she spent <laughs> who's, who's, who's a majority. <laughs> she's Looney Tunes, which would oh, be, a, a, right, I guess, okay. a, yeah, that's a term for just a little bit crazy. Yeah, or at yeah, least she's, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now it's more of a term that correlates to open-mindedness. But anyways, um, she spent probably the majority of my childhood listening to Art Bell coast to coast RIP. Um, and freaking me out pretty drastically, but um, I had an experience a couple of years ago that was substantially interesting. Um, I was actually over in England um, at the University of Cambridge. My more successful, more rich cousin of mine uh, teaches at the University of Cambridge, and he is actually the, the head of Slavic studies. Now, um, this gentleman invited myself and my uh, rest in peace, not literally, but my old <laughs> girlfriend um, brought just her hex, and bro. I. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, she's dead to me, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> so we went over to the University of Cambridge. We, we stayed in this room called the Old Guest Room. Now, when, you, when they drove us into the campus, they, it was a gated community. There were all these dudes in these weird top hats bringing us in. Uh, we walk in, and it's this majestic room. It's nuts. It's, there's painting everywhere. There's just incredible architecture. 
And uh, we sit down and I get an eerie feeling right away. And I'm like, all right, what's going on here? This is kind of odd. We go out for dinner. We come back. We go to sleep. In the middle of the night, I wake up and I am sweating bullets. And I'm a pretty big dude. So I'm dying, literally. Uh, and, I, and I look over and there's this oval mirror. And there's a man in the oval mirror in a red cloak. And of course, I'm like, okay, what what is going on here? I need to what go back to day? sleep. It was in the middle of the night gotcha. um, when this happened. So Jessica at the time, she she goes, okay, dude, like you're not seeing anything. Just go back to sleep. And I, I'm freaking out. The next morning, we go to breakfast, and I see my cousin, and I go, Rory, you know, I I saw this guy, in a red cloak, standing in this oval mirror. And he goes, oh yeah, that's Lord Byron. What? I'm like, Wait. I'm so like, other people had seen him. Exactly. So I'm like, Rory, what do you mean? He's like, well, Lord Byron, when he went to college at the University of Cambridge, he stayed in that room and he took his first bath in that room. And I said, okay, I don't believe you, dude. I looked up Lord Byron on Google. The first picture was him wearing the exact same red cloak. So I'm a believer. Ooh, seriously, that's that's creepy. That, that I think is, I've heard that story, but I've forgotten ninety eight percent. That's pretty nuts. That that is pretty. That's pretty freaky, man. But but what what was the significance about his first bath? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it, I think it's <laughs> it's mostly that he just spent most of his the uh, beginning of his collegiate career in that room. But Naked. that was a yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, I fucking you know. When I'm asking this question, do you you know are you into ghosts or do you have a ghost story? When people say yes, my my heart just my eyes just light up and my heart just uh, fills with joy. I love it. Uh, so my brother's just walked into the room. Hello, Jimmy. Uh, so hello. Yeah, hello, brother. So you just get yourself sorted. We'll we'll carry on. Okay, we have to start without you. Um, so uh, brother Jake, Jack. Jake That's a common, common <laughs> name. No, sure. no, no. Sorry, uh, I'll just be, I'll just put off a little <laughs> bit there. Um, but um, so the next question is: Do you have like uh, uh, a particular kind of like point of view? Um, I think what he's trying to say is: Do you have like an unpopular opinion that you feel like should be more mainstream or more popular? Uh, yes. Like you could go political here, you could go, you could go any direction you want. Yeah, I'd say the majority of my opinions, I believe, should be more mainstream and are completely thrown into the the tin hat conspiracy world's opinion. Um, but I think the number one opinion that I have that I think is standing out in plain sight, yet people are choosing to be ignorant to, is just the the movement of the new world order. Mm. Now this 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 thought process of the new world order goes back, you know, to the end of the 1800s. But my biggest interest in learning about this conspiracy, if you will, um, kind of is all based around 9/11 and how I believe that was not actually the way that people are painting it to be. I think people in our country, and when I say our country, in the United States. Those folks that choose to believe the government, I think, is just – they're willfully ignorant. And it's, it's painful because the majority of, of my friends live that life because when you're living a nine-to-five and you're working a, a, a job where you're a part of the game, 
if you choose to be somewhat of a, a thought rebel, it's difficult to go on and, and have passion about your day-to-day life, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say that overall, it, it'd be the New World Order and the, the, the fact in my mind that 9-11 was a complete inside job and the truth has not been told. How do you connect the New World Order to the 9-11 conspiracy? Okay. Um, yeah, happy to. So I would actually start with what's going on right now. So, and, and I think, Willie, you've done a bit of research here, but um, this all ties back to a family that started the modern-day banking infrastructure um, of, of the world. So you have a family called the Rothschild family that yeah. own 95% of the central banks in which countries um, run their economy on. I- I'll let you guys guess the three countries that don't have a Rothschild central bank. North Korea. Correct. <laughs> Syria. Willie's done his research. Correct. Afghanistan. That, no, they Incorrect. already took that recently. <laughs> That's why we went there. What's the, what's the other country that we're... The, the U- Iran. US, Iran, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it makes sense, right? I mean, you, you look at these three countries that we have kind of illegitimate problems with. Um, I think, you know, just to tie it back to a bit of the, the current event situation, I think another false... Uh, I should use a different word. Another inc- uh, misleading thought process of Jack's yeah. that people don't like um, is false flags. I right. think when we talk about last week's Syria gas attack, I don't think there's actually any proof to that. My issue with this is that you have situations where our government claims that people have died, children have suffered, blah, 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 blah. Right. And there's no real evidence. Nobody really shows me that this is happening. And it always correlates to something that's of interest for the government to push on its own citizens. So you can tie that back into gun control. You can tie it back into many different things, but yeah. my, my biggest disinterest is folks that are just willfully ignorant to this. Let's stay on, on, on Syria right now. I was reading about that a bit today and uh, there's just as much, you know, there's there, I saw this, I think it was in the guardian. Uh, they quoted a Russian uh, leader of some sort. And he basically said that we have evidence that proves that Britain was directly involved in organizing the, the provocation yeah. of uh, of that that gas attack that that the media mm-hmm. went forward with. So I mean, yeah. what you're saying is it could it it's could be used the exact opposite way, you know? Like like how how can you how can you really trust where this proof is coming from and what is proof just because it's yep. coming from the quote unquote mainstream media? Correct. I think um, one of the biggest issues that I have with the whole Syrian conflict is if you go and actually do some deep research on what people, the Syrian citizens think about Assad, yeah. this is a very controversial opinion because there is evidence that Assad was somewhat of a bad dictator in the past. But when you speak to folks that are living in Syria now, most of their opinions are of the sort that they believe Assad should stay in power. They had, there were hundreds of thousands of folks um, in in Damascus, a couple, I think it was a week ago or so, protesting the um, the idea of getting rid of Assad. They were all in there in support of Assad. And the reason being is if you take Assad out of power, you are creating a vacuum and you are giving the power to so-called rebel groups, which is also a big joke because we talk about 
oh, we're supporting the good rebels. Get out of here. What are, what are you talking about? You're either supporting rebels who want to overthrow the government in which Syria is being ran by, or we're, we're supporting Assad, which we're never going to do. Um, so I think I, I, I kind of lean on the side of the rest of the world. Most of the rest of the world is starting to wake up and see that the United States being a global police power is is completely illegitimate. I think mm. Russia very Empire. soon is going. Yeah, it's it's an issue. So I, hopefully the rest of the world and you guys are helping with this you know, wakes up and can help us here in in over here in the states. So Jack, uh, just for our listeners, because I, I know the answer to this, I'm saying smiling. But but why why are we being fed the narrative then that Assad is this sort of universally hated uh, hated guy when when that's obviously not not the opinion of of his of his people. Um, and yeah. just one caveat to that, I, I think they do want uh, some democratic elections uh, sure. soon, right? But but so, so why why we've been fed that narrative, Jack? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a simple answer. I think I have my own opinion about it. My my thought process again ties back to this this new world order. The fact that the central bank in Syria is not controlled by the Rothschild. I think when you look at the, the state of of the Middle East, it all ties back to Israel. It all ties back to the, the conflict between Palestine and Israel. It ties back to our ridiculous, you know, undeniable partnership with Israel, which I think is doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, but I, I think the, the interest is well, to is, overthrow... Is, is, isn't, isn't, sorry to cut you off, mate. Isn't no. uh, Israel's just a strategic location for you, isn't it, in terms of your, your bases? Um, I think no? it's much deeper than that. Okay. I think our our ties to Israel are much deeper than that. Um, but I don't have a lot of knowledge around the the kind of context between the U.S. and, and Israel to be mm. able to speak to it intelligently. I just have a gut feeling there. I think when it comes to getting rid of Assad, it's about control of the Middle East. It's about control of these countries that we we keep invading since since 9/11. Which the reason this all happened was. 9-11 was the reason this is all happening. We, we strategically built the the act of 9-11 in order to create a war on terrorism, which is a war that obviously yeah. will never finish. It was this axis of evil, right, that that was basically when when you sort of peeled peeled back the ragged curtain. It was basically all, all the countries that didn't have a, a Rothschild-owned bank, right? And but but if you go hindsight on, on if you play with the scenario of this Rothschild thing, that, that though that's a pretty good example of, of how you can manipulate a country or whomever in order to do the bidding of that Rothschild family and, and take over something like Iraq or mm-hmm. Afghanistan, right? 100%. I, I think there's other reasons that we are, we're in Afghanistan still. I mean, I think Opium. you can tie in the the opiate epidemic in this yeah. country to to our our issues with with uh, Afghanistan. We that's a huge country that pushes massive amounts of opiates. Have you ever seen um, that uh, Vice News piece on on Afghanistan? I have. Where, yes. where it's that English uh, reporter. And basically, all the Afghan sort of army and, and police guys are just fucking little boys. It's it's absolutely fucking it's disgusting, man. That's nuts. And not only do they fuck them, but then they kill them as well, you know, because these little boys hate it and they try and fight back and stuff. So it's they end up getting shot. But basically, all, all these uh, all these sort of uh, police 
their stations had um, marijuana plants growing in, which is great. I mean, I've got absolutely no <laughs> fucking problem with that at all. Uh, but all the guys were obviously fucked, you know, on uh, smacked out their heads or, uh, you know, fucked wha- whatever, or, or just maybe a little bit sleepy from shagging too many uh, little boys. I don't know. But yeah, that that that, that was a hard hitting. Um, that was a hard hitting. Do- so you've seen that, Jack? I have a bit. Um, I, I don't know if I remember a whole bunch, but I've I've watched the majority of those Vice um, documentaries, and I I think with with regards to Vice, pretty good news source. I think they can be extremely biased sometimes, um, but typically when they're on the ground in other countries, I really appreciate their journalism because they mm. tend to interview folks that are you know right in the heart of it yeah they definitely bring at least a few years ago they would really bring something different than what you'd usually find yeah they, they've sort of gone a hijack this james they've sort of gone a bit i don't know a little bit ma- too mainstream obviously with the connection with hbo now and you know how they're sort of yeah, viewing, correct. uh you know the the soft interviews with with the high level politicians but yeah they've done some really cool stuff though, definitely yeah Especially more like three, four, five years ago yeah. is when I feel like you it know, was when, more. When they're doing, you know, when they went into, you know, the the warlord, the cannibals, cannibal warlords and all that sort of stuff. General butt naked. Yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. so cool. So, yeah. but, but going back to Syria, from what I see, and this is, uh, you know, watching some YouTube videos, doing a bit of a deep dive today. To me, it looks like the most fucked proxy war I've ever seen. Like, there's just so many competing interests. Like, you, you got... Russia, you got Turkey, you got Israel, you got the states, you got Saudi Arabia, you got Iran, and it's all happening to the goddamn Syrian people are just at the yeah. whim of all these puppet strings. It's pretty sad in its own way too. It's just like it's like this game of of like chess that we're playing that everybody's playing there and they're the pawns. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Right on, man. That that yeah. Do, do, you, do you think this gas happened? Gas attack actually happened? I mean, God, I mean, what can you go on other than your gut? You know, I mean, I feel like Jack has a stronger inclination to say no. I, I would lean yes, but I, I, I don't really have any rationale for now, either side. So let's talk about that, though, because who cares? I mean, I, I care for the children that have been affected. I care for the people that have been hurt. But that's but such a powerful, issue, that is such powerful propaganda when you see a kid like oh, wipe, wiping his eyes. That has such a major effect on, on obviously of that's course. why they do it, right? But, but let's talk about why we think we have the right to be there just because that happened. If you think about what's going on in Nicaragua right now, you think about what's been going on in, the, in South America in the past 30 years, these things happen just with different types of, of, uh, of weapons. And people die. People, citizens die at the whim of their governments constantly around the world. My issue is we're so interested in only these few countries um, because we have a different interest. We have an interest in either their resources or the change of power within the government. There's various different things that we have an interest in. But we are fed the major league propaganda in order for everybody to just go along by it with their day and understand, oh, well, you know, something bad's happening in Syria, so it's okay for Trump to, to shoot a missile at him. Right. You know, this ties me back to another thought of mine that when, when Trump got elected, I was, I was really, you know, interested in, in how this would play along because Trump has in the past 
um, talked about bringing out the information around what actually happened in 9-11. He seems to be uh, not a, you know, a, a, a mainstream politician, of course. But now that he's doing the same things as our previous leader, uh, you know, shooting missiles into Syria for what I believe is no real cause, mm-hmm. it's it's disheartening. Um, it, it's interesting because he's more of a puppet than I, I hoped he would be. I was about to say, Jack, doesn't that sort of uh, signal that things are a little bit uh, out of his control? You know, deep state, all Correct. that sort of stuff. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it does, doesn't it, man? So is there a distinction between the term deep state and new world order? I, I think so. Can you, can you guys give me a little bit of a definition? I, I'd, I'd say that the deep state is essentially the military-industrial complex. That mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Eisenhower that famously warned us about this in his last speech. But... Uh, the new world order, I think, is more focused. I mean, if you think about it, how we're how do we take over countries now? Instead of sort of going in there for the most part and you know taking over a country by force, we take them over economically, and uh, you know, and and through the the these sort of public relations narratives. This I think it's called deception man- uh, perception management, right, Jack? Um, so the yeah. you've got the military industrial complex, the deep state. Um, and then you've got the, the sort of banking sector and all, all the sort of tentacles that belong to that, the IMF, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and it's three families, isn't it? You've got the Rockefellers, the Morgans, and the... Um, I thought it was the Rothschilds that really did the damage. Yeah, yeah, but it's the, it's the three of them together, oh, Rockefeller, really? Morgans, and, and Rothschilds. And yep. And I'm bastardizing this, but it was really fascinating in my little bit of research about the Rothschilds. It basically sounded like a couple hundred years ago, a banker had five sons and he plopped them all over Europe and created, mm-hmm. and I'd love someone to take it from here, but basically created this, this empire that, that now people think is... Uh, yeah, he, he basically gave them all a different zone in Europe and uh, they, they sort of married them off to, to arranged uh, wives. And all these wives that, that they were uh, arranged to be married with had contracts and they, they could only inherit a certain amount of money and all mm. this shit, man. So they've been really careful. And I, I think now you'll, you'll find that most of, it are, uh, most of them are actually inbred, uh, marrying cousins or people very close to the family because they're the only fucking people they can trust, man. But, and I'll let Jack take it from there. But, I mean, that, that's about my extent of the knowledge uh, there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... You, you hit everything right on the head. My definition in the difference between the deep state and the new world order is relatively the same. I think the majority of the deep state has to do with rather large uh, monopoly corporations that have much more power than um, said governments of the world. I think there's a layer of folks that probably are in both the deep state as well as the new world order. But you can talk, you can go up back and watch, um, you know, speeches by uh, George Bush senior referencing the new world order. He, he talks about um, initiatives that the new world order has been focused on. This has been a, a thought process since before nine 11. Um, if you guys don't mind, I'd love to dive a bit into what your thoughts are on, 9-11, I don't know if you've already spoken about that in in previous podcasts. We're we're fresh, mate. This is only episode three or four, so uh, no, we're very fresh, and I'd love you to go ahead, Jack. Go on, mate. 
Well, yeah, Jack, Mike, you go I, first, then we'll let the English guys go and see what they think. Sure, sure. Um, I have one quick question for, for Mike pre- previous to this uh, change of topic. Um, you referenced uh, overthrowing countries economically. Um, have you read the book Confessions of an Economic Hitman? Uh, actually, that, that was my brother, James, and uh, I know we both oh. sound the same because we're, we're from the same place, <laughs> mate. So, so I'm sure you'll get used to us in a minute, but I haven't. Have you, Jim? No. But I've heard of it. I would it, highly I've I've heard, heard of it. Of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd highly recommend it. Oddly enough, the gentleman that wrote the book lives um, on Bainbridge Island, which is where Willie and I are from. Um, so interesting um, because he's kind of hid out, hidden out. But what his job was, was he was hired by the government to essentially orchestrate those types of overthrows in South America, in places like, um, uh, I think, mostly Ecuador um, and there were some other instances in other countries around there, but he references all of this stuff that we're talking about. So it's a really interesting book. I would I would highly recommend reading it. Easy read as well. Yeah. Um, but to transition to 9-11, I think my biggest red flag when when uh, looking at the the incidents uh, of 9-11 was probably Building 7. Um, I don't know if you guys know anything about Building 7, but Tower yeah, seven. there's... Yeah, it's Tower Eddie Seven. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eddie Bravo's money. Um, He's a lunatic, anyways, though. I almost think he works backwards for, for a lot of the movie. Perhaps, but continue. I, I I just don't understand how the the folks that created this facade of what actually happened like us to believe that a a series of debris hit that building, caused fires, and then caused that building to fall at free fall speeds. That doesn't make sense scientifically any way you want to spin the the ball. That's the same situation with both towers. Those buildings will just not fall at free fall speed in the event of a plane hitting in the top third of the building. So my 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 concern is is that this is just a, a yeah i mean i think uh it's it's it is for me i haven't done the the science the scientific homework on it but it is just very strange that all three of those buildings just went down like a house of cards and then like in london there was that fire at that old shitty apartment building and it just got absolutely roasted toasted grenfell tower yeah very sad you know i'm not not making light of that but it just stood like a you know it stood up and, and there's been other examples of that. So it is it is very strange to me. What else other than Tower 7 about it? What, well, well, yeah. well, well so, let's stay on Tower 7 for a minute. Okay. So, sure. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree, Jack, that it, that it was... I mean, th- they weren't that close to each other, were they? I mean, it's not, not like the, the Twin Towers. and No, they were as close. I mean, it was all within a block. Really? I think um, it was three blocks away. Really? Yeah, it was pretty... F- I mean, it wasn't like across. It wasn't like on this. I, I don't know, but um, it wasn't as close as the as the two tower, the two main twin towers. Sure. Um, but but I I wonder whether it. I mean, I, I sort of start at. I start at maybe it was just a an, an insurance thing, and then I finish mm-hmm. at something a lot more nefarious. Which I don't know. Sure. That, that there's a thousand different different uh, possibilities there, but. Uh, who who's the guy that owns the um, Larry Silverstein? Yes, Larry Silverstein. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think 
Who's this bloke? So, so he basically owns the owns the three towers. Um, Larry Silverstein yeah, is on. an interesting guy. Um, so, if you, I've <laughs> the other day I was sitting in my hot tub after work just watching Larry <laughs> hot Silverstein tub shout videos. Out. It was uh, a good hour and a half of just sitting in a 104 degree hot tub watching just Larry Silverstein. A nice videos. soak, but taking a soak. A nice, a nice soak. <laughs> So Larry Silverstein is the gentleman that purchased the World Trade Center towers as well as Building 7 90 days prior to, and I I think it's he either bought the buildings 90 days before or he took out a new insurance policy for billions of dollars within a three-month period before this happened. If you watch interviews of him talking about the buildings afterwards, it's, it's horrendous. You get bone-chilling experiences about how he is just the slimiest guy in the world. Now, Larry Silverstein, every single morning, would go up to the top of the World Trade Center and eat at the uh, Windows of the World restaurant. Every single morning, he, at 8 a.m., he'd go up there, he'd have a business meeting, he'd then you know, go down to his, uh, his folks that are living in uh, the tenants of the building and greet them. That morning... Um, he, he, he tells a story of having to go to the dermatologist. Um, he, he tells a story that is clearly bullshit, um, about his wife making him go to the dermatologist. Now, what's also interesting about this is that his four children that worked in that building for some reason, all that day were late as well. So when you tie in those types of scenarios, the fact that the government is trying to tell us that we found a passport of one of the people that flew the bi- the plane into the building yeah, on the ground—that's absurd. You're 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 high if you think I'm going to believe that. Th- there's so many of these different pieces of information that fly into an open-minded person's head, and it's not hard to understand that this is a bunch of baloney. But mm. the fact that we have so many folks in this world that will not even listen to you if you bring up the potential that this is a different situation than eight you know muslim dudes flying a a plane into the building they get mad at folks that's that's where i want to go next is like the idea of people that are into conspiracies trying to even have open-minded conversations with people that have closed minds like how how are you able to do that you know what i mean like like so if you have this information and you, you, you could go the Eddie Bravo route and just like scream, but like, is it, is there, is it possible to go a certain way and try to open people's minds to these things? What, what, and what do you do? Yeah. Um, I think that was directed towards me. Um, yeah. I, I believe that it is a absolute waste of time. I've given up. Yeah. Um, you, you probably saw me, you know, with a plenty of, of politically charged conversations trying to post them on Facebook. And yeah. I probably lost hundreds of followers and hundreds <laughs> of friends. Um, I actually know of a couple friends that I used to make music with that disregard me as even a, a person that uh, they would affiliate themselves <laughs> with. Did you see Kanye, um, Kanye and John funny. Legend's interaction yesterday? Oh, yeah. That was so interesting. Oh, uh, I didn't. What I happened? Didn't. So Kanye came out uh, in like minorly pro Trump put on like a make America great hat. Yeah, but I saw that photo and he looked very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think Kanye is totally his own man. And John Legend wrote him this wrote him this note that was like, you need to be more careful about liking Trump because you have fans and a legacy. And Kanye was like, dude, s- fuck you. Stay out of my business. Yeah. I ain't got to be no careful about shit, man. Is that how Kanye <laughs> speaks? Yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh. Exactly that way. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was in the room. <laughs> 
I like President Trump, man. I don't give a shit about what you say, John Legend. <laughs> you know all black people look alike, too, right? Oh, oh sorry. Was that racist? <laughs> 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 Serious. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. We're uh, going to make... We're going to make... Uh, Bad jokes here, and, and you guys got to be okay with that. Just give me a list, Willie, at some point. Give me a list of sure. shit I can't do, okay? <laughs> Where were we? Trump. We, we, were, we were talking, talking about, about how... How he lost all of his friends. Yep. <laughs> who, who, me, and, and just, just then. <laughs> and just how, um, you know, uh, it, you are banging your head against a brick wall. You're onto a loser, aren't you, uh, Jack? Jack. Yep. Um, anything that sort of goes against the mainstream narrative in the U.S., it seems as though uh, you, you've lost your mind. You know, it, it, it just can't oh, yeah. be possible. Not only um, like do people disagree with really you, sad. you're 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 Oh, you're villainized. Yeah, mm. it's it's Absolutely. really it's brutal. So you you said in the U.S. Do you feel that it's a bit different in Britain? I think it's I think it's the same in Britain, um, but I don't think I think Brexit was our Trump. Just yes. in terms of dividing the country, um, but I don't think it's reached the sort of fever pitch that it has in the U.S. Where you know I, I've heard countless stories of you know Thanksgivings where you know uh, where where families are split up or yeah. arguing or just don't bother seeing each other again or stop talking where people have been ostracized from families. I have firsthand it's anecdotes. It's really really yeah. sad, you know, that people have bought into the bullshit as much as they have. Divide and, and conquer. And are, are acting this way. It's, it's super sad. Well, it ties back to how powerful the, the, the television is, the, the main source of propaganda. This is all crafted to do this on purpose. There's an interest in splitting up the mindset of folks in this country because it's much more simple to conquer a nation, whether that be with force or with intellectual approach, when you are splitting folks uh, in their opinion. So mm. I, I think it's it's really difficult here. It's um, I'm blessed to have parents that are very, in terms that children use, woke, mm. um, which allows for, for me to have you know, to plenty of conversations at home. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no you are, you are, and it will, the the funny part about that to me is, and, and Jack and I both, we've been friends since we were in like fourth or fifth grade, and I remember for most of my life I thought Jack's mom was kind of crazy because she was, uh, she's just super open minded and doesn't get her news, and neither does your does your dad in his own respect, but she's definitely people thought she was crazy you know what i mean whereas in yeah. now i see it a lot a lot differently when, when i'm open oh, my eyes and i see news is more decentralized now and i have a broader funnel of the way i get my information in no way at all do i think your mom is crazy anymore they, 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 they sound awesome no yeah she, i actually want to have her on the podcast that would be epic i know <laughs> yeah jack n n next time mate we'll have you and your mom together okay i like that uh, that's a nice thought yeah So that's dead air. <laughs> I, I, I had something I wanted to ask Jack, and it's just slipped out of my mind. Back to 9-11? Oh, 9 /11? oh um, just, uh, it's slightly off topic, but, uh, yeah, just the way in which we seem to be sort of uh, being divided um, mm -hmm. over the years, Jack. Um, I mean, we, we've got 
everything from the, the sort of sanctimony of the family unit, which is being divided, and Big Brother, the government's coming in and acting as the as the father in those single mother relationships. We've got single mothers mm-hmm. bringing up a bunch of guys and and mm-hmm. and girls. Uh, we've got neighbors who don't talk to each other. We've got communities that that really don't exist. Churches yeah. are sort of uh, you know in in uh, you know, religion has, has sort of passed by the s- by the way, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then you know, going from a community to a, to a village, to a town, to a city, to a state, to a country. I mean, do you believe that this is, uh, you know, some sort of grand plan to absolutely sort of uh, chop us down and and um, and isolate us the the way that they have? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, is um, have you have you given that any thought or? Yeah, I have. Um, I and I assume that's James. I, I would say that. Um, nice to meet you, James. I, I would say that I am inclined to hope that that is not the case. Um, but by the contrary, thought process, I'd say that most evidence is pointing towards that is the case. Mm. Um, I, I think my my overall opinion about the way that I go about my life is that everything that I see, I don't think is as it seems. Um, when you, when, when you grow up and you start doing a bit more research around these types of things, especially when you go to a a university that, um, is very liberal. I went to the university of Washington here in Seattle that was just throwing down liberal opinion down my throat. Um, when you start to do your own research and you, you understand the world at a bit deeper of a context and broader of a context, um, it's it's hard to not believe that there's some sort of situation where some people are are essentially <laughs> handling the uh, overarching communities, and I don't even understand. Like I, I don't. Let me tie it back to my my biggest disinterest in something that I don't understand. Organized religion to me is one of the the biggest issues of our. You're talking to two Catholic boys. These guys grew up Catholic. I did as well. I did as well. I went to Catholic school before before I went to uh, and met you, Willie. I I grew up in the the Catholic system. Um, But when you talk about places like Scientology and these big priests in which they're making so much money and not paying any taxes, it's just a bunch of, it's a bunch of baloney. Yeah. Um, So just, yeah, agreed. And just just to sort of get us back on to the the nine eleven stuff, do you think because we're sort of now at a point where you know everybody's you know where, where society has sort of been divided and divided and divided again and isolated, um, that that makes more that that makes people more susceptible to uh, tuning in to the narratives that the powers that be want those people to hear. Say that last part again. Okay, Turning so into we, we've got, um, you know, the, the, the narrative for 9-11, of course, was that some guys jumped on a plane, flew a couple of planes into, into a couple of buildings, and sure. uh, then all of a sudden three buildings collapsed in a very sort of very strange way, shall we say. Um, yeah. Do you think that because, you know, th- there's no sort of family unit or very, you know, the family mm-hmm. unit has sort of, really been degraded um, and you know people don't really have a good sense of self 
and 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 who they are that that makes people more susceptible to sort of buying into these these sort of government touted uh narratives yeah i see what you're saying now that's a great question um i have never really thought about it that way i think that people that are struggling which folks would be struggling if they were you know torn away from their family or yeah. in an economically uh you know distressed point of view people look for things that they can believe in that's why organized religion is is so powerful that's why believing the government and believing it blindingly is so powerful because you don't want to be confused the more that you're confused going throughout your life the more difficult it is to wake up and be the cashier at the bank that you work at it's more difficult to wake up and go and be the the restaurant uh server that you work for you know there's it's difficult to live your life if you don't choose to believe something that allows for you to then build all of your external opinions off of the the minute that people start thinking about 9/11 in a different way or you know these these uh, mass shootings in America in a different way that's the the minute that they start it's difficult to comprehend the remainder of life it's like it's almost like un- you're you like the foundation of your being is sort of stripped away right. in certain ways you know mm-hmm. the things that you think make you human if you think that somebody blew up a tower to go and create uh you know an overthrow of multiple countries in the middle east that is a massive massive thought but three thousand plus people died it's crazier to me to think that somebody like the federal government has always your best interest at heart. Like that's more crazy to me personally. Oh yeah. Well, you, when you look at the history, there are, there are massive amounts of information about their, I mean, it's been proven that the the federal government does not have your, your best interest in mind. It's been proven that they have done things like, you know, uh, uh, different things that, that they are saying are a different way, right? There's, there's a bunch of data. Jack, yeah. we, Jack, we spoke about this in the last episode. That, um, yeah. That, that, what, go on, Jim. I was. My question is, when have they ever given us less legislation and more freedom? That's a fairly simple litmus test, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and my point was, yeah. why, why would any government want us to be free, want us to be open-minded, want us to feel good and energetic? Mm-hmm. No. The government want to keep us placid and docile and uh, towing the party line, um, and uh, in and because of that, we've had these uh, stupid drug laws. You know, marijuana has been suppressed oh, for yeah. so many years. Uh, I'm sure there's all sorts of uh, ways we can beat cancer and and heart disease mm-hmm. that aren't being uh, put out there. You know, Absolutely. even as far down down the line as we're told to stay out the sun. Uh, when I believe that the sun is, the, you know, Will, Willie's seen all my videos, that I think the sun is, is, is really important for our, for our life energy mm-hmm. and well-being. And, it, and, it, and it, it, the, the sun is, is, is everything to us. It, it breathes life into all our crops. It you know, gives us the vitamins and minerals we need and everything, and yet we're told to stay away from it. And there's just all these little things that... Uh, you know, the fact that we should eat loads of fucking sugar and, and try and have uh, <laughs> low-fat food. and we But keep all that has been debunked. I mean, pretty much all of that, back to the Edward Bernays, the bacon and eggs, all those things, that they come from a place of, of something sinister. It's, it's, mm. it's somebody marketing yep. something to you, and that becomes indoctrination, and then a, a generation later that becomes normal. 
but it didn't yep. just happen that like, you know, the, the way that we all choose to live our lives right now, this like system that we all play in, like if we just snapped our fingers and started over tomorrow, it's not like we have to follow these rules. You know what I mean? Like, like this is all a machine that we created. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's no evolutional basis for it, is there? I think that's what you're trying to say. Right. Yeah. I mean, certain things have gotten selected away, but but others haven't. Yeah, I I th- I, th- I think we're just getting used to this hav- having the uh, having the third person on on s- on Skype. It's I know, yeah, because <laughs> 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 you can't make the eye contact with Jack to keep the thing. Yeah, flowing, yeah. yeah. We, we've got no vocal cues, so uh, d- do excuse us, ladies and gentlemen, if, if this is the odd uh, moment of silence. But you know, we're, we're learning and we're getting there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Jack, you got anything to add to that particular point there? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because everything that we've spoken of is all tied together. It's all interconnected, everything, you, from even from cryptocurrency to, to what we're talking about now with 9-11, with various different things. When you talk about cryptocurrency, you guys know much more than I do. But um, from my point of view, it sounds like, you know, Nakimoto made this, <laughs> Nakimoto. this entity. <laughs> is that a, a what's his name again? I forget. <laughs> Satoshi Nakamoto uh, just sounded great. Yeah, Nakamoto. Yeah. yeah. So he he uh, you know obviously built Bitcoin's infrastructure to to get away from the confines of the fiat currency. Um, this was happening right after the the crash of 2008 when I was in college and had really no understanding what actually was going on. So mm-hmm. what's what's so interesting to this is that it's all interconnected. When you talk about even the the propaganda that's coming out of the television about these mass shootings, that's that is mind blowing to me. I'd like to go um, there next. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to discuss that. I, I think I I I mean, I have questions there, but I also feel for personal reasons because I had like a bit of a, a, a first person account with somebody I knew who had a friend that died. But where do you do you? I mean, f- that could be a false flag. It could not be. How do you, well, when you see a mass shooting, what do you look for? Where do you go to yeah. your news? What's just go walk me through your thought process? Yeah, absolutely. Well, n- first of all, let's define false flag because that is a really important part of this conversation. When it comes to what a fal- false flag is, I think anybody that has my opinion is not arguing that nobody was killed. Right. I'm not arguing that nothing happened. I think it's very similar to the 9-11 situation where something happened, but it not necessarily was the way that we were fed. I'll take one example that I had a personal experience with as well, was the San Bernardino shooting um, about a year and a half ago or something along those lines. I forget when it was, but I was actually sitting there at home uh, in between jobs, uh, which I think, Willie, you probably were in town at that point, having a pretty good time, I, I believe. Anyways, um, I was sitting at home. It was a, a morning, um, I think like a Tuesday morning or something along those lines. And I watched this happening on CNN. So I think the best route to get a good understanding of what's actually happening could be mainstream media being um, as it is unfolding. Um, what I watched was multiple people come up to the camera and discuss the fact that they saw three or four six feet or t- taller SWAT team members come into that building and shoot people. Now, when we were fed what they told us to be the truth later on in the day, they said it was two Muslims that were one of which was a woman. Um, neither were over five foot eight. I think that's a pretty drastic difference in who you're seeing shooting. And people that don't believe my thought process here will argue that 
oh, well, they were, you know, in the heart of it. So they were overwhelmed and they thought they saw something and they thought they saw something else. That's a bunch of baloney. Um, so my issue is that you have these false flag types of shootings all with the interest to either overshadow something that's trying to be pushed through by Congress or the House or whatever it may be, or it's a agenda put to push on the, the sheeple of America about getting rid of our rights. I don't own a gun. I don't care about owning a gun. I don't own, I don't want to own an automatic gun. I'm actually usually lying on the side of, I don't think it's really makes a lot of sense to have automatic guns, but that's a fundamental right of our constitution. And for us to give a platform to these children like David Hogg, who clearly was not actually at the school at the time of the event, his dad was a prior FBI uh, agent um, he's had a bunch of evidence about him wanting to be a CNN reporter and being in this in this world prior to him jumping and being in front of the screen. Mm. There's also evidence of him talking, um, getting fed line uh, in front of a CNN uh, reporter to give this guy a platform and to basically politically charge half of you know the country. All of these liberal folks who say, "Well, that kid knows what he's talking about. Let's take away all the guns." That is blasphemy to me. And so I think they're yeah. using this vehicle of a false flag attempt to to uh, to drive a point of getting rid of our, our rights. I like your your distinction on false flag because I think maybe before you really laid it out, I more had a take that you're saying there there could be some truth to it, but a part part of it could be a lie. Like you're not saying the, well, the whole truth, thing. Yeah, the truth is uh, well, the the lie part is who's doing the shooting. Right. Um, when you talk about the shooting that most recently happened at uh, that Florida Parkland shoot, uh, you know, that shooting or whatever it may be, um, there are accounts that this guy that they said had been shooting people was in line walking with the, peop the, the children out of the school. And one of the gals next to him said, hey, I thought you were going to be the one to shoot everybody. I, I and then all of a sudden well. he was... Yeah, yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden he I, was dragged I, I, away. I think I might have the interview here. Wait, though. Um, it was the teacher, wasn't it, who said it? Are you going to try and play it? All of them all heard gunshots in the stairwell, which is about 20 feet away from my room. And then kids were screaming and then running back towards me and towards the end of the hallway. So I just went in this very strange autopilot mode where I pivoted on my feet. I unlocked my door, and then kids just started pouring in my room. I don't know how many kids were in there, but I was pulling them and getting them in and shouting at them to get in the room. And then I suddenly saw the shooter. 20 feet from me, standing at the end of the hallway, actively shooting down the hallway, just a barrage of bullets. And I'm staring at him thinking, why is the police here? This is strange, because he's in full metal garb. <laughs> yeah, that was it. So what is that? How do you interpret that? You heard that, Jack, yeah? Yeah, I did. I mean, that's that's what happens in these types of situations. You, but there are accounts... Go I want I want to caveat that, like, human witness accounts are, are, oh, are yeah. just yeah. very imperfect. And like, I can't imagine what her adrenaline was doing. So I, I, I throw a, a, like a nice hefty handful of salt on everything when I, when I hear first sure. witness accounts, but I mean, it's compelling, right? Well, you should be throwing a handful of salt on all accounts, whether Truck that be salt. from, yeah, a boatload of salt. You should be dumping a massive boatload of salt on every single opinion that anybody has, but you yeah. have to, you have to, do, um, you have to take all of those and aggregate those, those thought processes and and build your own opinion. That's what it is, yeah. The other situation that I think I would I would definitely have folks go dive into 
is the Orlando shooting. There's a video of the Orlando shooting where you can see the Pulse nightclub in the background of the video, and you have six, roughly six, five or six people carrying a what looks to be a wounded person, um, and and the the video is attempting to show that they're carrying him away from the Pulse nightclub, but this staged event didn't do this correctly, and they were in the video walking him towards Pulse nightclub. Now, if you look into the people that are actually in the video, there's there's ties back to what they call crisis actors. Right. This is where it gets pretty difficult for me to really buy into because how can you orchestrate something that is, you know, massively, um, you know, massively uh, developed around crisis actors? That's very difficult for me to wrap my head around. But there's some sort of truth that lands that's in not impossible all though i mean if you no, if you if you're going to grant that 9-11 correct i mean th- you know that's within the realm of possibility what also in the context of the fact that obviously for years and decades the fbi the cia the government yeah. has been doing nefarious things this well, is not unbelievable albeit it, it, it is you know it's just hard to comprehend it seems difficult to orchestrate agree um so I think, you know, when, when we're talking about mass shootings, there's obviously one focus on, on uh, the, the reason that these things are happening. And I think there are some of the shootings that are happening and actually crazy people are doing this. I don't think they're all false flags. I think that some of them are a little bit different than what people say them to be. So, you know, I, I don't actually have an opinion on the Vegas shooting because I've actually seen some, some uh, information about uh, that, that shooter, supposed shooter that I that leads me to believe that he could have actually been the guy to shoot them. I don't know, but it, people, when you even bring this up, they yeah. will absolutely shut you down. Well, if, if you, it seems to me, uh, I'm not in the U S obviously, but uh, it seems to me if you bring up anything that's counter to what the mainstream narrative is that you, you, you know, you stand a good chance of getting shut down, right? Well, think about it this way. It's much easier for you to, shut somebody's opinion down so that it justifies your opinion yep. than to actually open your mind and do the research to try to build a different opinion. Yeah, if, if you don't have an argument, you're, you're a racist, you're a Nazi, you're, you're a conspiracy exactly. theorist. The so problem to me... Well, what they're really saying is, I don't have an argument. Is Correct. Um, what I see is that like almost nobody on earth is willing to change their opinion on something. Correct. I feel like, I mean, it kind of ties into identity politics a little bit where what you believe in becomes like a part of you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, that's something I've tried to do as I got older is just like, I, I'm so open-minded to, you know, I, I, number one is like, I'm not that smart. I'm kind of an idiot. So like have that as your basis and then reinform your opinion as you talk <laughs> yeah. to more people. And that's so hard for people to do. That That's a great question though, isn't it? What was the last really strong opinion that you had about something that has been completely changed. Well, no, I, you, I, one, that's learning more. one that's obvious to me is the way that I interpreted liberal politics from okay. like my mid twenties to now. Yeah. And I think, mm. I think there's been a shift in the way that I, I always felt like I was, uh, when I, w- when I was like on the more liberal side, <laughs> a rhetorical question. It was God. a rhetorical question. <laughs> okay, but let, let me let me let me play this but thought it, through. It is, is a litmus test, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, but like you... I felt like that was like sort of a party of inclusivity and yeah. and, and, and dialogue and open mm-hmm. conversation, and that's kind of who I am. Like I, 
care about very few things that other people do. Like almost nothing bothers me. Yeah. So, but I'm also really open-minded to, to hearing opinions that are not my own and, and I've grown into that. But now what I see, and I hate using the left right thing cause it just, it just takes us down like downhill. Yeah. But uh, like the left is so much less open-minded to have like a real dialogue and it's just, it's baffling. Yeah. It's weird. It, it's like, They've I just shown their tolerance with how they sort of came at Kenya, right? But it, d- <laughs> but, but it didn't always used to be like that, though, did it? That's not my interpretation of it, but I was in yeah. my mid-20s, and, yeah. uh, and I wasn't didn't yeah. have fully formed thoughts the way I do yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, in the 60s and stuff, they were the, you know, they were the guys. They were the cool people. Uh, but now, now they're the dweebs. But don't you think that like when you think of yourself as progressive, you're basically saying that other people are not progressive, and that has a subtext of like, less smart, mm-hmm. less intelligent. And then if you are broadcasting that, it's like, so I'm smarter than you. I don't even need to have a discussion with you because you're you're behind and you're lesser. And that just pisses everybody off mm-hmm. if you act that mm-hmm. way. I prefer to say libertine. I'm a libertine. Or a contrarian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you what, let's, let's take a quick break there, guys. Um, we'll come back uh, and we'll see you back here in a second. Uh, yeah, this 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 strange life, uh, and we hope you've enjoyed the first half, and we'll see you all again soon. Okay, Jack, we'll be back in a few minutes. Okay, a strange life. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the first half there. So it's time to get into the competition. Uh, <laughs> so we've got one thousand five hundred dollars worth of cryptocurrencies to give away. A first prize of a thousand dollars, and a second prize of five hundred dollars. And to enter, it's very very simple. We're giving a code word away every week, and this is episode three, so this is the third and final code word for this competition. And today's code word is Pixmar. Pixmar. Yeah, P-A-I-X-M-A. Pixmar. Is that a word? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, okay. Pixmar. But it's okay. Um, I mean, uh, I don't think Benet's pays was a word, but... <laughs> well, it was two words. Uh, but anyway, so what you've got to do is you've got to listen to all three episodes and uh, find all three code words, okay? Then you have got to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher. And then you have got to retweet the message that is pinned to my profile at CryptoMickey on Twitter. So once you've done all that, send me a DM at CryptoMickey on Twitter uh, send the three code words uh, in text, just in text form, and send me a screenshot of your review and rating on iTunes or Stitcher, and uh, I can tell if you've retweeted the uh, tweet, so that's no issues. And then you're in. You're eligible to, to win uh, a total of $1,500 in crypto. Some of it will be paid in uh, XRR, uh, Exchange Ray, our sponsors, and the other in Marco, Marble Coin. And uh, we do like to just, uh, at this point, give a, give a quick shout out to Marblecoin, who are a great uh, team and a great currency, and they're a masternode currency, and they basically use the proceeds from uh, masternodes to uh, invest in, in masternodes from other projects, and then they uh, use that uh, the gains that they've made um, in, in buying the projects, other projects' masternodes to then pay out their... Uh, their their users the the marco the marco users so yeah we're back into it now so are we all ready are you, uh, jack you're around you you're back jack 
Oops. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> He's on mute. Never mind. Uh, so I think we're all ready. So I just had a few things to, to, to talk about before we get back in. And, and it might be a little bit of a monologue. It might be a little bit of a rant, but I think it's... Uh, and, it, and it goes against a little bit of, of what we were saying earlier about uh, divide and conquer, because I think the best way for global powers to achieve uh, or to keep everyone suppressed is to limit autonomy, right? What you don't want is people to be autonomous. Uh, in order to achieve this, everyone should be dependent on something that is outside their control. It's that simple. We all rely on someone else for the most basic of things, like getting food to a place that's convenient for you to acquire, bringing power and data to your home, maintaining the bridges and roads which you get, uh, which get you where you need to be. And once you're reliant on the input and action of another party su to survive and have these basic comforts, you are less autonomous and, more importantly, less of a threat. Why? Because you have basic shit... Because the basic shit, having basic shit requires conformity and participation in a system which we know does not have our best interests uh, at the core of its values. If we extrapolate this from a personal level to a more macro level, the same is true for countries and governments. Case in point, the EU, and rather topical at this time. Um, this is why global elites are pushing the world towards like a global government, right? Uh, to further their agenda. More control. Just who these shady figures are is a little bit confusing. I mean, uh, it's it's sort of like the global mafia, right? Um, the Illuminati, or it w that's the buzzword at the moment. But um, together, they own most of the world's money, uh, control global resources, and some say they're looking at measures to control and, and cull the Earth's population, but that that's another story. But keeping governments reliant on one another and people relying, relying on those governments ensure that we're all well and truly locked into the grid. To be locked into the grid, we happily and actively relinquish uh, our autonomy. That's to say that we willingly give up all our personal information and at times our civil liberties when we do anything uh, from share a selfie to like draw power from the grid. And we're locked into this cyclical lifestyle of work, sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep, whilst days, weeks and years roll by. Um, and our numbness to the whole shit show grows. And realising this was my truth, and hating it with a passion drove me to, to sort of write this uh, thing today. And uh, I strive for independence, both in like a financial and geographical sense. Um, but wh what I want to say is, as well is that um, there's a lot of information which I've gathered from like people like David Icke, yeah? Some some real crazy fuckers. <laughs> so strap in, right? But what, what what I'm trying to say is like it's really easy to control someone if they're dependent on you. And we've been listed from autonomy and have slowly seen our independence eroded uh, as we've seen our social setting go from our original tribal setting, which was once like a couple hundred people, to nations, which are now becoming unions, right? Like the EU. Yeah. Uh, and if the powers that be get, they want, get what they want, this will cul culminate in a global government. Why? Because a global government is the ultimate limiting of power through reliance on one another. If you need each other, then if you step out from the status quo, then you're fucked, basically. Uh, you can't be fully autonomous and off the grid. And if you want to earn money and enjoy basic health care uh, and have like power in your home, uh, then you need to be fucking. You need to toe the party line, basically. Otherwise, you're you're fucked. Um, so, 
I think I think that's what I wanted to say that now countries can't be autonomous if they want to have these trade agreements. Yeah. Uh, and resources from the union which they are part of and this will ultimately end with a, a global government and like zero autonomy from the country right down to the single human being and everyone should be dependent on something or someone outside their control because this makes manipulation easy and and, and that's was was kind of my rant um and that that kind of goes into uh, free energy as well. Have you have you heard all this shit? Right. Um, uh, uh, have you heard, Jack, about the deaths uh, of of all the people who have basically created free energy devices? I have not. Yeah. Well, Educate us. Yeah, it's it's really fucked. It's really fucked. Th- there's all these people. Uh, Dr. T. Henry Moray, uh, Lester Hernershot, Nikola Tesla, Stanley Meyer. Uh, John Searle and Eugene Malov, these are all people who created free energy and de- free energy devices, and all people who basically fucking met early deaths. Um, yeah, so so I, I think that's quite a cool little conspiracy. This. So this what's the implication energy. of that? Well, the, there are all sorts of ways, Willie, in, in this world to fucking get free energy. You you can draw it from the air. You can uh, apparently, th- I, I think Tesla said that, that electricity is basically all around us in the air, and th- that you can draw from it. And the the, the, the obviously the people who control the uh, the the energy grid absolutely do not want that to happen, and they will go to uh, any lengths to to stop it from happening. And it also links into oil, you know, yeah. and and petroleum production as well, because we need to be reliant on that shit. So. This is why the electric car was suppressed for fucking so many years. You Did know? you know that even if you have a house that relies 100% on solar, at mm-hmm. least in the States, I know it's true that like you're not able to get on the grid j- using <coughs> just your own energy. Yeah. Like, well, like they're trying to work you backwards onto the grid, stay on their grid. Yeah. It's like so much red tape. You have to sell the energy back to the government, the local government. You have to sell that, that energy back to them. And it's, a, it's, it's all about control. Everything is about how they can control um, the, the economy. And it goes back to the deep state, right? I mean, you talk about the companies in which control the deep state or the, 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 those conglomerates that are, are making these decisions. There's a massive reason why Chevron and, and all these different oil companies are, are focused on these types of things. I think you mentioned one thing, though, that I'd like to double-click into, Mike, is the thought process of people dying far earlier than they should have died and being tied back to to various different um some would call conspiracies but interesting points in time uh with interesting deaths because not only does hillary have a mind-blowingly long list of these types of incidences yes (laughs) but there are other situations as well let's talk about a hillary one killery 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 i like that i like that name um yeah, I mean, I think that the simple, the, the easy one to speak of is is uh, the gentleman Seth Seth Rich. Oh um, yeah, Seth Rich. Come on, I love a bit of Seth Rich. So explain to our listeners, Jack, what what the stories behind Seth Rich if they don't know already. Yeah, well, there are two stories, right? There's the the overarching story that our our uh, leaders are trying to push on us, which I'll start with, and then there's the story that I believe to be more truthful. Um, we were told that. 
a gentleman named Seth Rich, who worked for the Democratic National Committee uh, during the election of 2016, or in the year of 2016 leading up to the election, um, was walking home after a long night of work in a district of in the District of Columbia, um, and was robbed and shot, but from behind by three black gang members. But Jack, can um, I can I jump in there just one second? Please. It wasn't isn't the fact that he wasn't robbed? Is Correct. It, is, yeah. Because you said so, he was robbed and shot, but but the, the conspiracy is that he was not I, robbed. I think he's saying the official story first. Oh, oh, oh are you doing the official storyline, Jack? That's oh, well, okay. I think you're I'm right, sorry. though. I, I, think, I think you're right, though. I, I did mention that, um, the, that folks have been saying that he had been robbed, but that is a key data point in the fact yeah. that he had a, a knife, I think it was a Rolex or something along those lines, that was left on his body along with his wallet, along with his phone, um, which doesn't make any sense. If you had three people of uh, of the interest of shooting somebody from behind in the middle of the night, of course that is interesting to to grab grab their you know their, their watch and their wallet and such. So the the story in which I believe to be more true is um, folks believe that Seth Rich was the gentleman that brought the emails of Hillary to Julian Assange. Now, the overarching theory of that is Russia got involved and stole these emails, which is now uh, proven to be a bunch of bullshit. There has been no real evidence behind Russia being involved in our our election. But that's what's being pummeled into the back of my brain through the channel of CNN and MSNBC and these, you know, these places of fake news. Um, so, you know, it was clear to me that when this happened right off of the bat, I knew this dank um and and i i believe he was killed by the the cia or somebody tied to yeah. to hillary um well, well it's interesting you mention assange uh jack because assange made a statement didn't he and he said something he to the effect of um if you give uh wikileaks information then there are consequences for for doing that it was something to that effect right jack it, yeah i mean i think yeah. if, i think he's referencing that they have they can't be of help to uh, whistleblowers because then that would totally illegitimize their operation. Um, so I think what he was saying was somewhat of the idea that if you provide us information, you're at your own risk because the entities in which don't want you to have that information will most likely have the resources to come after you and, and you know provide some kind of uh, you know situation. Now there's another gentleman that I don't want to get off the topic of Seth Rich, but another gentleman that had a similar situation. Um, his name is Philip Marshall. Um, for anybody listening, I would highly recommend looking into Philip Marshall with two L's on the end of his last name. Uh, Philip Marshall was a uh, a pilot, a commercial pilot that after 2001 wrote a series of books around 9/11. And his thought process and and various different things. Now these were these were very well um, performing books. the The overarching story that has been told, and most people don't know who this guy is because it wasn't mainstream media. But people claim, or the government claims, or the mainstream media claims that he shot his two children of fifteen and thirteen, and then killed the family dog, and then shot himself in the head. I don't know what the truth is, but that seems absolutely ridiculous. And for somebody to be trying to bring to light 
the truths of 9-11. And um, it makes a lot of sense for the CIA to, to do something of this. Right. What, what was his name again? Paul Marshall. Uh, Philip Marshall. Philip Marshall. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, if our viewers want to just look that up. Uh, okay, I've got it here. Yeah, Philip Marshall. Yeah, okay. Yeah, th- yeah, there's a lot of shit on him. So, th- I mean, this is fishy, right? <laughs> to say that he killed <laughs> his dog as well. I mean, uh, that just stinks of fucking government operatives. Yeah. They always come in and shoot the fucking dog, don't they? I mean, yeah, man. So, Smells yeah. like fish. Smells like fish, indeed. Um, yeah, so, okay, Jack, go on. So there's Philip Marshall. We've got, we've got yeah, Seth I mean, I, Rich. I we've got... Yeah, there's, there's quite a few people. If you even just Google, you know, Hillary's kill list, <laughs> or something along those lines, you can find a massive amount of folks that it's really interesting. A lot of the, the killings or the, the supposed murders of, you know, said uh, person who was taking Hillary to trial in the past or something along those lines, they've, you know, they've been claimed to shoot themselves in the back of the head. I don't know anything there, there about some freaky coincidences, haven't there? Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's I just think sure. if you're going to take your own life, you're probably not shooting yourself in the back of the head with a shotgun. That's pretty difficult to do. I don't, I don't, my arms are short. Was that the chef at the top of the mountain who did that? I, I believe he was one of them, yeah. Yeah. How is this different from what Russia does to all the people that have crossed them? That's a good question. Um, I mean, is it? It's, I don't it's know. A, it sounds like it's not, you know. Probably not. I mean, and that's a bad thing, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, but yeah. I, mean, it's like I, I know what you're saying, Will. How is it different? Uh, but, but the way it's different is that, that America is supposed to be the good guys and Russia is supposed to be the bad guys, but that line is clearly being more and more blurred every day, isn't it? And right. Yeah. <coughs> well, the narrative right. says that not good guys, so bad guys. <laughs> and we know how powerful a narrative is. And once you get that in somebody's head... It reversing that trajectory is like almost impossible. Good luck with that. Well, what wasn't there some guy that shot himself twice in the head as well? Or what is that just something I've? What is that just another Rogan thing? Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's some guy that had two shot shot wounds to his head, and it was supposed to be uh, a suicide. <laughs> so wait, how has the how has the mainstream media uh, marginalized the Sethridge thing? Because I'm pretty ignorant to it, so I, I'd love to hear about. You you laid out the case for what you think is most likely. How have you seen mm-hmm. it portrayed, and uh, like where are we at now with it? Well, I think that it's been completely, you know, swept under the couch um, or the rug or whatever term you want to use. I, I don't think we're talking about it. That's that's the situation. Is that the 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 power of the television brings the ability to completely make people forget completely of any kind of incident like this. So I think that it was touched on very briefly. Um, I do know that Fox News, um, you know, pushed this theory that it was a, you know, some kind of different situation than what we're being told by the mainstream media. I know that the, the parents of the child claimed that that's blasphemous and that the people that are pushing this conspiracy theory should be, you know, are, are sociopaths. But how simple is it for somebody to, you know, from from the inside of the CIA to sit down with these parents and say, hey, look, this is going to happen to you unless you push this narrative with us. I think Seth, it's very Seth Rich's simple. parents. Correct. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I think it's been swept under the rug. I, I think that we've moved on. We've, we've focused on different things. I, I think most folks that 
wanted Hillary to to win the election. They've completely, you know, stopped thinking about these things, and it's now been focused on, oh, Trump is the worst thing in the world. Oh my God, this is horrible. What are we going to do? He's such a racist. Hmm. He's such a, a homophobe. Hmm. He's such a yeah. sexist human being. Which all of those things are incorrect. Right. It is wild how much attention people put into disliking that human being. It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. And well, it's people I know. It's, you know, it's like it's normal people that that that, that he consumes their lives. It's uh, well, you, one thing that I think um, may be pretty difficult to really understand—not understand, but to feel the effects of um, being in Thailand—is the the whole the whole women's march. I think obviously this is coming with a positive thought in mind, right? There, the yeah. whole thought of the women's march from a outside perspective or from a positive perspective is, Hey, let's give women power. Let's have equal pay. Everything in which that most man that is affected with, or has a relationship with any woman would say, that's a positive thing. Of course, like, you know, no, no brainer, but what's actually happening is very different. This has all been focused against Trump. It's all been focused against, you know, the me too movement, which is, also ridiculous. Um, so I, I think my issue is that we've we've focused on things like Trump grabbing the the pussy. Yeah. Trump is a regular dude, and for yeah. for for anybody to say that that's not what guys talk about from time to time, disingenuous. I don't think they. Yeah, disingenuous, and, and but it, obviously it's not a cool thing to talk about grabbing some female by that. But it's also but not cool to have private conversations just outed for no reason. You know. Yeah. Agreed. Like, I agree. Like, I mean, I've said really stupid stuff to, for, like, confidants, and, and, like, that has so yeah. little to do with whether I could be effective at at my job that it's annoying that, that people just grasp on things like that. And it's annoying. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I push back a little bit on the on the Me Too thing. Like, I, I mean, there's parts of that that I think are, are, are really valid. But I agree. Like, I yeah. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, just, I just feel like we get so off topic towards like progress with, with the way that our discussion and our discourse happens in America. I don't, I don't know. How, how would you guys in, in England, do you feel like you guys get so off on these tangential f- uh, feelings over facts things I- in the way that we do? Because I don't know if it's unique to America, but it feels worse than ever to me in the way that we go feelings over facts. And, and usually the majority of the people are on the feeling side as opposed to the facts side. Definitely, um, we are. Th- there's not a lot of difference today, in, in in my opinion, from what I've seen. Okay, I don't live and work there. I have lived and worked there. Sure. And it felt a very alien land to me, to be honest. Um, what the UK? Or yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you guys feel a bit like I, I? I still feel very American, but I definitely. I don't have the identity within yeah. me as I much, and I definitely removed from I feel shit. a lot more of like a global I, citizen I now than I ever I went back to live have. and work in the UK, and if it wasn't for all the Poles, Romanians, and Italians that were there, I would feel like a complete alien there. <laughs> I swear to God, it was a reverse culture shock. Um, but in answer to your question, in the UK, there's not—it's not dissimilar to what's happening in the US at the moment. If you look at any major Western developed democracy uh, or republic, um, you know, the, the all of the, the symptoms, all, all of the, everything's there. You know, that there's uh, 
you know, the, the working class are completely disgruntled, wages have stayed stagnant, uh, there's underemployed, uh, unemployed people, uh, there's th this sort of uh, uh, postmodern sort of, uh, you know, Marxist sort of socialist sort of mentality coming into the country. You know, y you name it, our, our problems are very similar. And I think, of course, one of those things is, um, I mean, you, uh, the, 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 the probably the antithesis of this is the Kathy Newman Channel 4 interview with, uh, with Jordan Peterson. This, yeah. so what you're saying is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and it, it, it just shows, you know, how 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 destructive, how misguided, um, and just how uh, how wrong, uh, that that sort of side of uh, the, the population has got things. Mm. So, mm. yeah, absolutely, we, we, we the it's there. Um, the common myths are there, so you know the 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 the, the pay scale, you know, you name it. That's such They're a good one. Still there, Jack. You and brought that up a bit. It's so easy with to just, just yeah. a little scratch, and and that's it gone. Um, but of course, the, the the narrative still persists. The pay scale one, such a fascinating one, and even Obama would echo that for years. Jack, do you know what we're talking about? The fact that like. This this wage gap exists on the dollar or something, but right? that's just the most disingenuous way it's to ridiculous. look at the yeah. facts. It's illegal. No, I, I think I think that that dives into um, the fact that men and women are just very different. They have different incentives. They have different focuses. Um, you know, I, I, I <laughs> it's just it's very different, and so you can't put them on the same playing field in certain regard. Now, I, I don't know enough about the wage gap. I, I try to just keep my head down, but I do have experience with women in the, in the workplace that are just not as courageous about going out and risking uh, right. parts of their career to move forward. And that's how you make more money. Right. You, you, you pivot, you, you focus on a different channel. You, when you see an issue, you don't stay there. I, I have a, a pretty, um, uh, decent history of making moves in my career, and and now I'm in a very good place. So, it's a situation where, even with women that I've I have directly in my life, they're very scared of making a change, and I think that and taking a risk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To me, to me, uh, I was very surprised actually when I heard that they weren't comparing apples for apples, uh, and I I was shocked because I thought, okay, they're talking about the gender pay gap. They must be taking uh, a man in in an accounting position at a firm who's working this these hours and is at this firm. A woman in an accounting position who's at this firm and she's working the same hours and they're both at the same firm working the same hours and the same job. Yeah. And this is the disparity. But it sounds like that that's total horseshit. That they were fucking completely. Yeah, that they it was nothing to do with that. It was talking about the kind of jobs women do, the hours that they work, the choices that they make, yeah. and all this shit. Correct. And and if 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 it wasn't the first thing that I'm talking about, then the whole fucking thing is just stupid. Agree. Right. Uh, you know the the whole fucking. The that survey is bullshit. But, but it's like it all came up. This was just one part of a massive survey that was put together. And in fact, I can't remember his name, but he was a he was a real lefty sort of feminist guy that was involved in putting the survey together. And there's a book that's been published around this. The same guy that was involved in putting the survey together. 
and he goes in and and sort of chronicles all of the all of the variants, mm. and he's now been dis disowned. He, he's he's now persona non grata. Uh, as what the guy that perpetuated this gender pay gap no, myth? No, the guy that put the study together. That that was just one of the. Okay. What what uh, the first time I heard it was Obama, and it w it was a cherry pick statistic that sits side by side by, you know, one in five women on campus are raped or something mm. like that, which is another, it's just ridiculous. Um, s but that was just one statistic that was manipulated, yeah. cherry-picked and manipulated amongst a wealth of information. Mm. Um, I know exactly what you're saying, And it's, it's not even just cherry-picked, but it, it's, it's twisted. And it's, yes. not, it's, not even oh, yeah. really, it's not even really accurate data. Manipulated, yeah. But where I want to go with this next is but that, like, it, so w we're talking about this, and I think a lot of people in 2018 would, if they were to, to point at this conversation, they'd be like, four white guys discussing this data is not <laughs> is not something that should be talked about. Not cool. And that's something that that like I've been wanting to bring Sam Harris into this all night because <laughs> <laughs> because he I always he always rails back at, at people not being able to have discourse based on identity. And isn't yeah, all discourse that's a ridiculous in general, isn't discourse just a positive? You know what I'm saying? Like 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 I well, just I just find that that whole notion like r really frustrating. The, the like detractors that would be listening to us right now. Again, uh, sorry. Again, it's the shut up. You, you, I haven't got an argument, so shut up. Yeah. It, it, mm -hmm. It's that. It's that. You, you, you're a Nazi. You're, you're this. You're that. Uh, you know, it's this sort of uh, that intersectional sort of. Uh, it's just complete bullshit. It's just another way for them to say no. Th this is this is our argument. We don't have an argument for it, but you're not entitled to to sort of join to so even so discuss and sit down. Right, and that's what he does. Talking about talking about uh, Islamists and Islam, and and he takes a ton of shit for it. But I just like that he's willing to put it out there and, and catch the shit for it. I think that that's that's admirable, and, and I think it's helpful for moving us in the right direction. I agree, and he doesn't need to. He comes from a super rich family. He's very fucking well off. He, he could do whatever he wants. He need to put his neck on the chopping block the way that he does. Yeah. So the question is, why does he do that? Does it? Does he like that? No, of course he doesn't. No, I think I think um, he gets himself in situations. He feels compelled. To he could play devil's to advocate do this. Though, and he? you know, I mean, uh, do you want to? Well, I'm just saying that that if 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 he wasn't uh, if he didn't have rich parents and uh, if he didn't have money and stuff, then he might have to concern himself with concern himself with 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 things that <laughs> you mean you surviving know, in the hood, man. Yeah, like going to fucking work every day and and working in an but office or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't see how that's <laughs> relevant. <laughs> it is fucking. It is relevant. I love you, man. You're fucking. It insane. is relevant because if he, if, if he was me. And he had to go and fucking <laughs> Thank work. Thank God he's not. He had to go and be a construction manager five and a half days a week. Then, well, then uh, he wouldn't uh, be Sam Harris then, would he? But no, but, but and he had to rely on a wage and he knew that if he said some controversial shit, then no. that salary That's was going to be taken away. I don't away. know about that I one, think right? he had a pretty well accomplished career. I'm playing devil's advocate. Okay. Yeah. I love Sam Harris, right? I'm playing yeah, I know you do. I know you do. Let, 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 let Jack speak. Come on, Jack. We haven't heard from you for a while. And, and dig into yeah, Also, no let's not forget about Seth Rogen as well, because... Seth Rich. S uh, Seth, <laughs> Seth <yeah>. Rogen. Seth Rogen. <laughs> 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 Oh my God! Um, uh, 
yeah, yeah so, I, I got go a couple on. things I'd like. Yeah, I got a couple things to, to say about that. So I, first of all, Sam Harris, money. I, I listen to every single one of his podcasts. I I, I tend to agree with him ninety eight percent of the time. Yeah. I think uh, James, you make a really good point that, and, and I will play devil's advocate a bit more too. The you are a product of your surroundings. You are a uh, an aggregate of everything that's happened to you in your past, and so because Sam Harris comes from a well-off background, he was able to spend the majority of his, his, uh, his childhood focusing on becoming a neuroscientist, becoming an incredibly intelligent human being. I think he has every right to speak the way he does about um, identity politics and, and what we're just referencing here. But I also think that it's difficult for us four white guys sitting here talking about things like me too and you know <laughs> racism in america i think it is difficult Agreed. to really put yourself in the the position of of somebody that has experienced other things that i have not so i'm not discounting that at all but i do also believe that we operate our society operates in echo chambers when you are a uh the typical person who lives here in seattle washington drives a prius or a fucking subaru forester cares about they they claim to care about the environment but they don't actually do anything about it and they all talk to their liberal friends and and don't even think about anything that's different than their opinion i think you can say the same thing of the right you know but people um they they surround themselves with people that have like-minded opinions and that is not okay you have to have the discourse you have to have the conversation um, which is why i'm so so excited about talking to you guys today because I don't get this typically in life. I don't have folks other than my parents mm -hmm. to discuss these things, but this is how you move forward. Um, the, the reason Sam Harris is so popular, I believe is because he brings on people that are so uh, different and have massively different op opinions than them, than yeah. him. And, and he's have, willing to go there and he, he'll have uncomfortable well. conversations and yeah, no, that's why I go to him. I mean, I think he's really bright too. And I, I share a lot of his philosophies, not all, but, but it is cool when you're able to have conversations with people with competing ideas and it, and it goes somewhere constructive or even tonight when it's for maybe fairly similar guys, even though we're not all from the same part of the world, but, um, just hashing stuff out and discussing it. I don't, I don't think I, you can possibly say that's like a net negative. Absolutely not. Exactly. And we're not really talking about anything specific as well. You know, we're talking about the, the these... Uh, like discourse. The, the Me Too in a very sort of... Well, we haven't really talked about the Me Too. It was too, a fleeting really, mention, wasn't it? Um, in, in a very general way, yeah. yeah. I, we could go there. So, well, can, I, I want to get back to Seth Rich. Sure. Uh, you I, cannot say his name, can you? Seth Rich. <laughs> Seth Rich, yeah. That's him. Yeah, the cousin of Seth Rogen and Seth Roth. Uh, yeah, that I, guy. I do like Pineapple Express, though, so we can. <laughs> <laughs> so can can we can we go back there? Go Let's deep. Can, go. Can Jack, the floor uh, is yours. Come on, Jack. We, we no, the floor is Jack. Yeah, I mean, w what else would we like to chat about with Seth Rich? I well, think this is this is really just based around the fact that most of. Most of what has surrounded his scenario has been completely muffled by other aspects yeah. of the news, and they've taken this completely out of out of the context or the the perspective of most Americans. I think this ties back to the whole election cycle. I mean, there's no question in my mind 
that Bernie Sanders won that that uh, that race. The, there's no question. That oh, shit it, it, was absolutely. so fucking rigged. It's unbelievable. And this was a part of it. Um, and so, you know, that also ties into the whole Comey thing that's going on now, which is yeah. super interesting. Mm. Can, um, can, so, uh, you know. can, can I ask you a question, Jack? Why, sure. wh- why, why do you think um, the DNC servers have not been uh, submitted for evidence or had any sort of forensic IT uh, investigations done on it or whether we, or why we we just don't hear about that because if if that is the the root cause, what, what I mean, what 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 are your thoughts on that and why yeah. are we not hearing about this? I think it's because there is some deep deep dark shit involved in those emails. That mm. if if people were exposed to this, people that aren't able to have these types of conversations would be so freaked out mm, and mm. and 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 misaligned with their own interpretation of what's going on that shit would be chaos i think there are conversations involved in those emails that go to ex- issues in this world that are absolutely mind-blowingly disgusting pedophilia rings pizza gate can we get into pizza gate because i know a lot of shit hang on let's let's just finish let's just hear jack out first because i i'm 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 fascinated by why go on please please yeah i mean i I think i think um i I think there's a whoever actually controls what happens in in our society clearly does not want this information out there i Mm -hmm. thought I didn't vote for Trump just for, for everybody to understand. I, I don't fucking vote because I think it's a sham. Yep. Um, but but I, I would have voted for Trump if I had to, if I was at gunpoint, no question. But my thought process of Trump going into, into power was he would be bringing these types of things to light. But it's clear yeah. that he's more of a puppet than, than what we would have liked to see. But I, I think it's a, a combination of can't – we can't have that information come out because it will completely fuck up society's point of view on many different things. It's and too destabilizing. Secondly, it's too destabilizing. And, and secondly, there's really no, uh, there's no positive for, even if Trump was a person who would bring this stuff to light, there's no positive for him to bring this out right now because people wouldn't believe it. People would say, this is all a joke. No way. I don't believe yeah. that because yeah. it's too hard to understand. But okay. 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 Cool. But, cool. If, if, okay, so I might just take over the floor here for a minute. <laughs> so firstly, let's pull it back to Hillary Clinton. So Hillary Clinton was involved with a woman called Laura Silsby, right? And Laura Silsby was in Haiti, yeah? And she was arrested mm. trying to bring back something like 30 children from the Haiti to the U.S. who were supposed to be orphans, and it turns out that they all had parents who were alive. Right, hmm. she got arrested for this, and basically, Bill, old Billy boy, he flew over there and sorted the whole shit out, and she was released. <laughs> right, this is Laura Silsby, but if we wow. if we take this, so this yeah, is human trafficking right. I mean, at its fucking basis, shit, man. But then you go back to Pizzagate, right, and all this Hillary stuff. So, just look at some of the emails that that were out there. But it, the, the, Pizzagate was weird because it all linked back to a pizzeria. In, in Washington, Cosmic owned pizza. by this guy called... Is it Cosmic Pizza or It's called Comet Pizza. Comet, Comet Ping Pong, actually. 
and um, it was owned by a guy called James. You could James understand a pizza rear with a name like that in Bangkok, right? But yeah. in Washington, exactly. And and this guy called James Oliphantis, and by the way, je aime uh, les enfants means I love children, right? Wow, <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> which French. is weird. Yeah, yeah. but so James Oliphantis <laughs> owned owned Comet Pizza, and he was, and for some reason, he was the forty ninth most. Um, what was it? The 49th most influential person in Washington. Yep. How can a guy that owns a pizza shop be that influential? How do you wait? How do you decide who's the 49th? Well, owner? it was in GQ or something like that, or, or one of these magazines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 he was listed as the 49th most influential person. P- a pizza maker. He just flips. He was a pizza maker. Flips yeah. pies. But puts uh, the and pepperoni. for some reason, he, he's he's on the White House because you know you have to but sign th- into. There the was w- a lot of uh, Democrat um, sort of lobbyists and shindigging and deals done and things At like Comet that. Comic Pizza, yeah. Pizza so he had rear, fundraisers right. he for not, Hillary. He's um, not your Mario yeah. sort of pizzeria guy. No, <laughs> no. And he he was uh, he was logged as uh, visiting the White House on many, many occasions, like too many. And it's fucking <laughs> weird because it all started with, with the with with the Hillary emails being being uh, leaked. Uh, and then people uh, saw this name come up, James Oliphantis and Comic Ping Pong. So they started visiting his Instagram page. And then you go into his Instagram page and there's loads of weird shit on there. Like a young girl who had like her, uh, her hands uh, gaffer taped to a table. And it said something like, it said something weird. I can't remember what it was now. And there was a guy with a baby and it said hashtag chicken lover. And a chicken apparently is the name for a young whatever and if you went to look at the comic pizza sign it had all sorts of fucking weird yeah uh, stuff on the sign like um devil kind of worshiping stuff i, I, on I there. thought it was to do with uh pedophilia the 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 the, the sign or something but no that was bester bester pizza was like a couple of doors down ah, okay. and that had the the sort of double uh weird so who, triangle whose pizza thing. was better I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, how do they, how do they rate on TripAdvisor, man? You know, should we get to the bottom we, of this? Should we have a look at this? Are they both still open? <laughs> yeah, they're both still open. Yeah, but but j- just to go back, so so James Alphantis is is his his Instagram was disgusting. He had like hashtag kill room, and you know when when they had pictures of babies, it was like they had a picture of a baby, and it was a hashtag hotard yeah. and stuff like that, and there was like a baby with loads of fucking money and all this shit, and it was just. Really weird shit, man. And if if there was only one of these stories alone, it would have been like, okay, that's just coincidence. But all these start things starting to um, add up. And then there was this band that played there called Majestic Ape, who were this kind of weird band. And Majestic Ape, there's a video of Majestic Ape, uh, and somebody says something about uh, children or loving children and. And this majestic ape singer says, oh, "Everybody has their preferences, or something like that." And it, they're this really kind of weird band, uh, and it all culminated basically with with someone going down there with a gun and trying to shoot up the fucking pizza place. And then James Alephantis went on all these radio shows, and he was saying that he'd been set up and it's total bullshit, and he's been made a scapegoat and all this shit. So that's where I come into it: is that I never even deep dived into this i remember i think it was eddie bravo brought it brought it onto a rogan podcast and i think callan just shot it down and was like there's irrefutable evidence against it 
and with something this dark, I'm almost less inclined to get into it because it just makes so little sense to me. Like, like, like I am able to piece together things like, like nine 11 and to draw the strings across those much more easily than something like this. I, I don't know. I just get lost in the weeds and something this sinister. Cause it's like, yeah, what the pretty fuck far are you there, man, talking about? If this is possible, no. what is not possible? Well, think about this. I mean, this has been proven think, to be. Jet? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, this has been proven to be a situation that's happened in the Catholic Church. Right. So for it to be in our the leadership of our country doesn't seem too far off. Um, you know, again, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the owner of Pizzagate because he has strong ties to Hillary Clinton. He has strong ties to Tony Podesta. Tony Podesta was the uh, campaign leader of the 2016 uh, presidential campaign for Hillary. Tony Podesta, if you look up Tony Podesta on, uh, on Google and you just type in you know, something along the lines of Tony Podesta paintings, um, you are able to find these very, very sick paintings in his house. They're of children tied up with small underwear on. Their children is just a bunch of weird art that I would – be, I would, there's no chance that would ever be in my home. Right. Nor would I ever even want to look at it. It's, it's re- repulsive. Um, so for this to all be coming out, I mean, it, Willie, you have a very understandable opinion about this because, again, there's a certain flavor of, oh, my God, this is not true. I don't want this to be true. This is gross. It's so gross. And it's so like it's not that it's not. I mean, your your correlation to the Catholic Church is important because like that just shows when when power exists that it can corrupt in such a disgusting way or you can go sandusky on it as well but it's just like it's so hard for me to even like want to engage in that discussion because it's just so fucked you know it's just so so weird oh yeah but i guess you know what what kind of answer is that like i mean you if something's horrible you and it's true i mean it's just skirting around it makes no sense either jim Oh, man, the reason that you piqued my interest then with the Sandusky stuff is that I don't know what you think about this. Uh, this is going completely off topic. Uh, tell me to stop. Um, but uh, I, I'm intrigued. Um, Jack, do you know a guy called John Ziegler? He, he's, a, uh, he's a journalist. Yes, I was going to bring him up. Good, good call. <laughs> I thought you might, brother. Come on. Because he, he's doing the complete... He, he, I mean, he probably knows the most about the Zandusky case than anybody on the planet, right? Um, the, but that's... I mean, it's. It, I, I don't know who want to talk about this now, but it, it, We're it, it's there. completely off topic. But uh, I was just intrigued as to if Before Jack knew uh, John Ziegler. But before we get to John Ziegler, no, I don't even know. We d- should. Yeah, no, no, no. But before we do, <laughs> I, I, I want everybody who's listening to the podcast to Google something. Right? There's a Serbian painter called Bijana Jurjevic. Jurjevic. Okay. That should be pretty easy to Google. It's spelled <laughs> B-I-J-A-N-A. I'll repeat that. B-I-J-A-N-A. Second name, D-J-U-R-D-J-E-V-I-C. I'll repeat that again. Mm-hmm. D-J-U-R-D-J-E-V-C. I'll repeat the full thing again. 
B I L G, sorry, B I L J A N A. Fucking hell, I don't know if I said J. Maybe just stick a link below <laughs> the bloody no, podcast, no, no, mate. Because I, I want people to look at it now. I'll start again. B I L J A N A. I'm looking at this now, man. D J U R D J E V I C. Look at that fucking artwork and tell me that yeah. that this is not fucking weird. It's weird. This is all the artwork that lives in Tony Podesta's yes. house. Yeah, These exactly. Are exactly. Um, it's di- it's, it's fucking it's disgusting. It's disgusting, man. Uh, sorry, uh, as 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 James was talking to you then, uh, Jack, I, I was trying to remember the name of the of of the lady that did the art there, and and I had to bring it up because our listeners have got to look at that. It's fucked up, man. Well, there's another person that needs to be brought up in this scenario as well, who's got ties to, you know, very influential folks like. Jay-Z and, uh, you know, Marina. everybody in the, the leadership. Yep, Marina Abramovich. Yeah. Or is that Abramovich? Mm. Marina Abramovich, yeah. Is, is yeah. she the, the lady that eats? Spirit cooking. Spirit guy. cooking. Lady. Spirit yeah. cooking lady, yeah. And, and Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, you've seen the, the Jeffrey Dahmer model in his house as well. You, you know the position that Jeffrey Dahmer put all his kills in, where it was like a, it was like a, he sort of arched the legs underneath. Uh, and then, oh. so if you imagine the stomach facing upwards, he ha- he arched the knees underneath and then brought the body up and then, that, well, they used to fuck their skulls, didn't he? But so John Podesta or Tony Podesta's brother had had that image in his house as well. But yeah, Bil- but oh. Biljana oh. Judjevic, she is, that is seriously questionable. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't, you know, I don't want to discourage artists from expressing themselves and being controversial but when you add it into Pizzagate and all those emails so so Jack can you remember some of the shit that came out in the emails uh, I don't well, know whether to play dominoes on top of pizza or yeah, something yeah, else yeah, Weird that was shit. the key was they were they were using uh, very interesting code language for literally discussing through these emails through code language trafficking children using children for various different things uh whether whether it be you know sexual or physical abuse this is also widely rampant in the hollywood community and it's been brought up by many different people if you um if you were following the news in the last couple days i forget her name but i saw it yesterday um yeah gal that played yeah, she was in small. She got yeah. picked up, didn't she? I yeah. mean, I read headline, but what the fuck was that? Oh this is this everywhere. Nexium or something, right? Nex. Smallville actor. Yes. Was basically Next like something, though, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. It seemed like she was like, um, like molding the minds of people to, you know, uh, I forget the right term for it, but she was basically she was, was grooming, was grooming, grooming, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, you make a good point about Hollywood too. Like, you're kind of naive to think that something so salacious in Hollywood, mm. it could easily happen there. Why is it not possible within the government or within any structure of power? I yeah, and I'm absolutely not saying that I disagree with Mike. I just haven't looked into it, and my suspicions would say, yep. It's probably there, but not to the extremes that everybody thinks. It's another one of those Is truths it in the middle. Listen to this, then. Well, no, it's, it's probably great. I'm almost this. always Listen there, to too. Hi, John. You. Hi, John. 
Uh, the, the realtor found a handkerchief. I think it has a map that seems pizza-related. Is it yours? They can send it to you if they want. I know you're busy, so feel free to respond if it's not yours. They, ha- they have found a handkerchief. I think it has a map that is pizza-related. What the fuck? I mean, <laughs> come on. If, if that doesn't mean what we think it means, Podesta, come out and tell us just what it means. Is it drugs? Yeah, so maybe they were doing coke or something, and and it and they found a line of coke somewhere. Maybe, but <laughs> but but come out and tell us. What about this then? We plan to heat the pool, uh, so a swim is a possibility. The Bonnie, interesting part that you bring up was the response to that first email. The response to uh, to Susan Sandler by John Podesta was, "It's mine, but not worth worrying about." Yeah. What does that mean? He fucking oh, Jack knows his shit. <laughs> you man. tell I me. Like this. I like this. I'm, a, I'm a little. I'm like a few steps behind you guys on on context here. L- l- well, listen that to this a, one. That was referencing the handkerchief. Yeah, listen to this one. <laughs> the handkerchief. Willie, Willie, t- t- tell me, tell me how you think to this. We plan to heat the pool, so a swim is a possibility. Bonnie will uh, Uber service to transport. Uh, sorry, Bonnie will be Uber service to transport Ruby, Emerson, and Maeve. Uh, Lozato, 11, 9, and almost 7. So you'll have some further entertainment, and they will be in the pool for sure. These are verified documents in some way? Absolutely. Absolutely. From WikiLeaks, right? Yeah, absolutely. Gotta love WikiLeaks. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, how do you you spin that? You can't. No. That's that's super creepy. It's creepy as fuck. But also at the same time, do you expect everybody in power to not have weird kinks? I mean, that's obviously the most fucked up shit in the world and you know, I think that's well, I think that's a disease, but like um yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that I'm exactly. I'm happy for them to so have do you, kinks. Do you mean almost like they feel as though they're entitled to sort of I think yeah, that that, that power is, is dynamic that plays into them uh pursuing those kinks way harder than a than an average person would. Yeah, I, I'm happy for them to have kinks. Well, that, that's that, that's not the point. It's oh, fuck's sake, Jimmy. Um, what 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 I think is that I I don't know. I'm uh, not saying it's okay. I'm just saying I'm saying that they're fucked up. I mean, it's it's naive to think that some of these people, if you go play a numbers game, some of them aren't really fucked up people. To be honest, of all the people you know in your life, probably some of them close. Some of them might be really fucked up too. Yeah. Well, yeah. C- can I ask yeah. you a question? And, s- and sorry, Jack, I- I'll let you jump in in a minute. No worries. What do you think about, you know, for the epidemic, this this pedophilia, pe- pedophilia epidemic that is we have. Is it an epidemic? Is it more now? Absolutely, yeah. I, I think Or is it just better uh, understood? Maybe. Maybe better understood, maybe more reported upon because... Uh, it's just a lot more in the news and it's like the satanic panic of 1980s now we've got this kind of pedophilic panic of, of the of the sort of 2010s but what do you think to having child fuck dolls I think it's I think that's a good thing do you mean for pedophiles yeah 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 because it's, it's I mean I don't understand it uh, biologically but from what I gather it's totally a disease because there's people that are like really successful that are put risking pretty much everything they've ever mm. accomplished in their life in so order to yeah. to to uh to fulfill this like w- crazy 
absurd desire. So to me, that that speaks that it's not rational, that you can't cure it. And I think that, uh, I mean, a, a child fucked all is just some of the weirdest shit I've ever even thought exactly, of. Exactly, but it's better than a victim. Yeah, right. right. It's better than real life victim. Jack, what what do you think? W- would you advocate for child fuck dolls if if that <laughs> took if that took real victims? I mean, I mean, on the face of it, it's totally yeah. disgusting, isn't it? But oh yeah, l- l- I, l- let's I've address the problem. Right, you're already in the mud. Put you play uh, in the mud. I've never thought about this ever. Um, I, I think my gut reaction to this is that there's a chance that having types of child fuck dolls could perpetuate the issue, but I don't even know how you could perpetuate this further than the issue already stands. I think we have massive issues with pedophilia rings that people don't even want to comprehend because it, it's yeah. disgusting. It happens here um, in I, Southeast I Asia too. There's like a ton of enabling stuff that uh, enables grooming and, it's just so fucked. I don't even want to like engage in that part of the world. But but like, if you were to just put that whole thing in a vacuum and but say, should there or should there not be? But that's the issue, Will, isn't dolls. it? But 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 exactly what you said then is the problem. It's just so fucked. I don't even want to talk about it. And this is the fucking yeah. issue that that nobody's talking well, about it. So, but you your question. Sorry, go ahead, Jack. Oh, um, thank you. I I think what really needs to be thought about is what's the root cause? What is the? I don't think there's an answer to that, bro. I really don't. Well, there's there perhaps is not an answer to that, but there are many different theories involved, and I I think that what should be focused on is is what what is that? What's the correct theory? What what is driving this? And I think when you when you start talking about uh, mental illness in the world, and especially in the United States it drives back to the way that we in society handle certain aspects of health. We talked a little bit about, um, you know, the, the potential of, you know, the way that people are fed in this country. Uh, You know, we talked about the eggs and bacon breakfast and how certain things have been debunked as healthy. There are reasons in which the, you know, McDonald's is pushed so hard onto low income individuals there that, Food is full of shit we don't understand. Um, The other issues that I have is vaccinations. Very hot topic, very difficult thing to really grasp uh, what the truth is around this. But the 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 linear um, correlation to uh, different diseases in which bring mental retardation in comparison to uh, and that's related to uh, various different vaccines. Autism, correct, is 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 it's it's very obvious, and we're not discussing that. We're not discussing the over, um, the the amount of folks that are given ADHD drugs, Can and I how that's know. affecting. Folks. And, it, and it's a little bit like duh, isn't it? Well, <laughs> if you, if you feed a baby who's like a couple of weeks old, full of all this fucking chemicals and mercury and fucking twenty six different diseases, then uh, maybe, just maybe there might be a fucking problem or two with one or two babies. But, Mike, Uh, like, one of the things I feel like you and I talk about most often is, like, incentives and how to incentivize people and how to incentivize uh, industries and corporations. And, like, if you you align incentives the right way, and I always talk about with Bitcoin, it's, like, four or five incentives just aligned, like the Sistine Chapel, and that's why it's so successful. But then something like the medical industry... Or uh, or the milita- military industrial complex, like those things where people are aligned to make money off of something that's like so social and communal, like with um, 
what were you just talking about with uh, vaccinations? Vaccination. You know what I mean? Like there's all sorts of these other motives that come into play when wh- when you're talking about that. But but are you are you um, are you sort of uh, giving me a counter argument, or are you, or are you agreeing with me? I'm probably. What was your initial argument? M- my ni- well, well, I, th- I think the initial argument is that uh, vaccines make a shitload of money for people. Yeah, no, I'm uh, more and uh, fuck the health consequences because this is great. We're making a shitload of money, and if one or two fucking or ten percent of the population yeah. have autism, then fucking so what? That's part of it, or just a status quo, or there's something we don't totally understand, and there's a kind of a nefarious or deep state mentality to it. I mean, I'm open-minded that just that the I- the idea behind these uh, vaccinations isn't just to have a healthy baby. I think there could be more. Could go other directions. Jack? Yeah, I mean, I think that the the, the world of the of pharmacy over-the-counter or prescribed drugs is a uh, has been proven to be a, a very, very nefarious industry i think you start bleeding into the lines of monsanto mm. is that how you say it i forget yeah, Mon- monsanto um, i think Mon- yeah monsanto correct yeah so i mean there's there are countless articles you can read that you know drive to this point but you know the the, the big key to this is how would you keep this industry booming if you were actually curing disease that's the problem Fucking amen, Jack. But but amen. but if you were to if you were to just play God right now, don't you think that should be a for nonprofit industry, something like that? Absolutely, and, and maybe I, military I think, as well. Oh yeah, I mean, there's no question that our our military is a joke. It's a, it's a it's a, the military industrial complex is designed to drive revenue and GDP into our country. That's all it's designed to do, and it's also de- well, it's designed also to align with our our interests in becoming a global superpower more so than we already are and having a one world government. These things that tie into the one world government are in plain sight. If you, um, as the listeners, if you want to look up something that's very interesting, there's a a thing called the Georgia Guidestones. The Georgia Guidestones are kind of somewhat like uh, Stonehenge in stature. They're very large stones that have been written on in some rural part of Georgia. Now, these guidestones reference um, various different uh, kind of guides <laughs> to, to drive the new world as it somewhat will become. The well, first well, guidestone... Well, when were these created, Jack? Do we know? Uh, is, is there a time? Supposedly, it was in the 1980s. It's yeah, in 1980s. Elbert County, um, Georgia. The, the initial guide is very interesting. Um, it reads as this maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Uh, that's quite a bit lower than the amount of folks that are living on this planet right now. So, you know, that causes a bit of a red flag to, to drive up in the air. Um, you I, know, there are various different things that are on here. Do, and Jack, do we know anything about the, uh, the, the people who instigated this, who created this? I oh. don't believe so. I, I, I don't. Uh, know anything about who created this? I think that whoever created this is is tied into something poor. I I don't understand it. Why would you ever have a guidestone that's written uh, any of these things? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And and, and the fact that it's only thirty years ago that yep. that that, <laughs> that strikes me as being weird because a lot of these things like Stonehenge or these kind of uh, you know ancient um, you know. Uh, 
uh, Indian uh, scribings on the wall or whatever that are kind of mysterious. Yeah. Th- they go back hundreds of years, but when you've got something from 1980, <laughs> you'd think that, that, that people would know who the fuck wrote it it's and like why they wrote it, right? Jimmy went over behind the cliffs and, and built this little thing. Yeah, I yeah, know. I mean, that's weird as fuck, man. Yeah, I, I've, I, yeah. yeah Jack, Jim, Jimmy, the you, the what is it? Uh, eugenics, uh, what is it? Where you want to control populations? Eugenics, eugenics. yeah. You, Jimmy, yeah. the eugenicist, the yeah. eugenist. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Sweden weird, though, isn't it? I mean, who, who? Uh, thank you for bringing that up, Jack. Uh, so yeah, I'm just looking at it now, and that's weird as fuck. And that's only thirty yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, old. it just. It, I guess. Sorry to get us off topic, but I think. You know, it, it ties back to what I was referencing around these things are in plain sight. Um, another interesting thing for folks to go look up is the somewhat conspiracy based around the Denver airport. The Denver I don't airport know anything about this. Tell me about I this. I do. Yeah, yeah. The, um, I've the, been the, there. the layers Great underground. Airport. The layers underground, right? Yep. So the Denver airport <laughs> is supposedly yep. uh, a, a an entity that was built. Me and Jack are on the fucking... Rather, same wavelength, man. We, we know it's conspiracy <laughs> shit. I'm fucking loving this. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 was built, uh, it was built relatively recently. And it, what's so interesting about this is that the, the airport that was next to it or adjacent to the Denver New International Airport was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. Um, it took a massive amount of time to build this airport, uh, far longer than most airports. Um, but if you look up the conspiracies around the, the airport, um, there are various conspiracies that make no sense, which I think is uh, some are bullshit. There's one that uh, references the airport's runways looking like a swastika. I think that's a bunch of baloney. <laughs> I, I think, um, but it does tie into, you know, there, there, are, there are various different pieces of what you'd call art or kind of stone in the terminal of the airport. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, th- there's one that references the the Freemasons, um, and so you can see this in plain sight. There are paintings in which are very creepy, with burning hills in the background and children of all uh, different races coming together and, and basically kneeling in front of one um, you know subject that they see as the the new leader of the world. There are various different New World Order situations in that airport that are in plain sight. That's so interesting. I never even heard that one. Uh, I'll, I'll do a little deep dive on that. I've been to that airport. Haven't noticed it. There's but a creepy blue Mustang horse with like gold eyes uh, as a, you know, the sculpt sculpting out in front, very odd stuff. But people believe that below the airport, there's a, a massive complex in which, Perhaps the New World Order resides. Mm. Perhaps something resides. I don't know. A but dump. The fact that it took a like d- 30 years to build this and find it. Yeah, what, what's it called, Jack? A dumb, a dumb, a deep underground military base, a dumb. Oh, you're talking about like a, an acronym there. Yeah, yeah. The, okay. the, there's one of those under Denver Airport, to be fucking sure, man. Yeah, you got to go. And have you heard of, um, uh, what's the other one where... There was apparently a war between the aliens and uh, human beings. Um, like it's called Dolce, Dolce, Dulce, Dulce, D-U-L-C-E, Dolce. Sounds like Dolce. Yeah, Dolce. Have you, you heard of I that, Jack? Know. Right. Oh, oh well. Oh well. I'm gonna have to ask our listeners to to Google it then. But yeah, there's there's apparently there's an underground facility in Dolce, and it's like an air force facility, 
and uh, there was one guy that came out as a whistleblower, and he said that downstairs that there were seven different, several different layers downstairs, and with each layer that you went down, it got progressively weirder, and there was different alien races there. There were greys and and talls, talls is that one? Greys and greys, yeah. Gray. Oh, I can't remember the other ones now, but but there's several different species of aliens, and they were all down there, and apparently there was this massive war. Wow. Um, huh. But uh, Jack, I just wanted to get back to something. Have you ever heard of the Mace, uh, the Freemason uh, tracing boards? No, I don't. I don't know. Okay, well, Google that. it. Who, Who are, are the Freemasons? Uh, the Masons. I, know the, I know the word. I well, the Masons are basically uh, a, a sort of high-level uh, group of. <sighs> In my mind, they engineers. Like, they, they like build. They put bricks on top of each other or something. That's what I'm thinking. In yeah. My head. Well, they have the like these special handshakes, you know, apparently <laughs> where you do all this kind of weird shit and it's uh, secretive. It's very interesting it's shit. I, I don't know enough about it either, but um, interestingly enough, about three weeks ago, um, in the Bremerton area, a Familiar. naked white man of about two hundred and thirty pounds dead was on the front porch of the Freemason building, uh, the the Mason building in Bremerton. Uh, it was on the local news. Um, they didn't touch on it at all, other than, hey, there was a man naked killed in front of the Mason building. Okay. Very interesting shit. Okay, okay. I want to take a kernel of that, and I want us to, to like hypothetical it out into... So a story like that happens, and somebody wants to suppress a truth about what actually happened, right? So like, So what you just described... How do you think the mechanics of that work to like to to downplay that from the media? Like obviously it's different from time to time, but like like if you were to just just generalize or talk in general about how cuz I was for a long time very naive to I thought the media was like very independent minded and like either smart people working and talking and reporting and uh I just want to know more about how you guys Mike and Jack how you guys think about how that kind of like media manipulation happens at a local, uh, regional, national, international level. Mike, you can go first if you want, or you can pass uh, it to Jack. Uh, I prefer Jack went first because yeah, I, yeah. I have uh, some some pretty strong opinions about this, so mm. I appreciate you bringing this up. Um, I, I <laughs> you you brought up an interesting word, uh, you know, reporting. Right. I would say that journalists these days don't fucking do any reporting. They are essentially sheep that are told what to say. There are various different accounts on YouTube in which people have pasted together um, topics of certain things that have happened. And in different places of the country, all over the country, people were literally right reading the same exact prompted. That's crazy. I, 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 off of Mike, you saw that recently too. I think it was one or two weeks back where Jack, do you remember the context? But it was basically like, it was like dogma fed to every regional news station in, in oh the yeah. States to, yeah. to basically pitch, you were telling pitch me about uh, that, yeah. PR to the Sinclair. You took it. I think so. Jimmy, are you, is that Jimmy, Jack, do you remember Sinclair? I, don't, I forget exactly what it was, but I'm on the same page, Jack. I mean, I think this has happened for many different subjects. Um, it's happened on, on on various different mainstream news, uh, but I, I think you, you you get back to kind of generally speaking why some things are suppressed out of the mainstream media. 
I think it's it you have to look at it a pretty backwards way. Hot topics that come through that should be in the mainstream media and should be in the forefront of what people's discourse is 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 held back on purpose. You have to there has to be a certain agenda tied to whatever the current event is for it to make mainstream news. When it comes to this gentleman who was murdered in front of a Mason building, your grandma and your mom watch that on local television and then they forget about it 10 seconds later because the people that watch local news aren't interested in that. They just say, oh, interesting, and then they move on. Mm -hmm. That doesn't hit the mainstream media because it doesn't have a tie to the agenda in which the mainstream media wants to push. Right. Right. There needs to be there needs to be more. There needs to be something more salacious. There needs to be something uh, like a common thread for them to to propagate that across other news stations. But like what we were saying, though, about basically. I f- and honestly, I feel like I'm going to bastardize it, but like it was like a week or two ago and there was and I, I saw it on Reddit and it, it wasn't something that was like really that controversial it was basically just just showing regional news stations largely in america have gotten bought up by like a few corporations i I don't know the names and yeah sinclair i think is what you're saying yeah and so it was something happened and it sucks that i I don't know specifics but basically it was basically a script handed down to regional news stations across a country of like 400 million people and you're you're at that point you're indoctrinating 400 million people into thinking this one account of events. So, Jimmy, what do you think? Absolutely. What do I think? About that uh, whole idea. Well, I, d- I don't think it was news per se that was being distributed, right? I think this had just, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, uh, this had just come about because of the the buyouts and the f- everything had sort of been approved officially, and this was them sort of propagating a single message through these various news networks that had come under the, or had just started to come under the the Sinclair umbrella. Perhaps. I I don't think it was a news story. There may have been... But when it goes word for word across, that's when it gets like, we go back to that that fishy smell that that Mike likes to talk about. That's Mm. where it gets real fishy. Mm. You're like... Hmm. Why, why are you all you journalists saying the same words about something that that should be news and, and covered? Uh, but I don't think it was news, though. That's my point. Okay, so that is, that's, that might be what so I'm. What was it? I, I think it was an official announcement. Well, then that's not nefarious at all if they're reading Sinclair. a press release. And but I, I it, think I think. Um, but I, I may be completely wrong here. Um, oh, I think the the key to this is there were multiple. There's, this has been happening for years. If you go to if you go to YouTube and you look up, you know, broadcasters reading the same thing, there are many different um, subjects in which they they've done this. I think the key to this whole conversation is that there is no self journalism happening in what you're seeing on television. Yeah. The other the, the other side of this though is you get some quirks that. You know, like like the Alex Jones of the world, who <laughs> I think a lot of what he says is real, but a lot of what he says is fucking just ratings baloney shit. But uh, what I'd like to kind of drive this conversation towards is our education system here in in the United States, because you you said a very interesting word, really indoctrination. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what 
we go through as children. We are going through a, a an education system to indoctrinize us to work in the system. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I feel that as to I am a pretty independent person, I feel like I've made moves in my life that are probably different than most folks, not necessarily as much as Willie, but I, I definitely feel the pressure to, to live a life a certain way, which is, is exactly the point of this, because if you can indoctrinate children in this country to think and work and eat and sleep and do things in a certain fashion, that drives a capitalistic economy Right. to then yeah. make more money for the, the overlord. So it's this, and this Jack, is just modern, yeah. Jack, isn't it interesting that the whole education system in the U.S. goes back to the Rockefellers, right? Correct. And all these people, they fucking, they were the people that donated the money in the early 19th century, or the 20th, sorry, what are we in now? The 21st. So the early 20th Correct. century, they were the people that, that donated the money and started this whole shit. So, Jack, yeah, I was just trying to tie it back. Carry on, mate. No, but the indoctrination yeah, yeah. thing is is a powerful one, I think. And I think, like, even if even if we like to think of ourselves as, like, meta enough to be, um, we are recognizing the indoctrination, and then we try to stand five feet above that and think that maybe we are, uh, you know, not, we're, we, we know that it exists, but we are trying to be, aware and cognizant of of that and then making decisions based on that knowledge of us being a part of it most people don't even get to that level so so yeah. you know what i mean like it's th- that good isn't correct. it right so if, if if it's working on if it's working flawlessly on 95 to 98 percent of people i don't even think they really even need to worry about people like us yeah, of course no i 100 percent agree i think what's what's really what this all comes down to is how do you want to live your life? And when I look at you guys, I'm pretty envious sometimes because you're you're living a life that doesn't drive down the the uh, the mold of what you're supposed to do, right? Or yeah. what society tells you you're supposed to do. I think that's incredibly admirable. But what one has to do as an individual when you get to this level of open-mindedness is realize what makes you happy. Well, you have to step back and say to yourself. What really does make me happy? What will make me happy? That, How do I want to live my that's life? That's a ridiculous question, though, because that, that's so like not not answer. I mean, I'm not I'm not shitting on you. I'm saying yeah. that like the the happiness thing. And I saw somebody put this really funny recently in the context of uh, Avicii, who just passed away. And it's like we all strive so hard for success, and especially in America, and I'm sure it's in England too. Like you think that success and money and all those things make you happy, and it's just so so mm. far off. Oh, and, of course. And, and um, and that 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 true happiness is is such a such a. I mean, we could talk about that for thirty five episodes, you know. I, but well, what I'm referencing is more of basically what are the simple things that make you happy. I mean, I think it's clear once you get to that point of understanding indoctrination of sure. you know education that you realize very quickly that making more money is only going to make you more comfortable, which comfort typically brings stagnant life which right. drives yeah. perhaps right. a you know a bunch of unhappiness right yeah. so the, the the time in which you live from i would say 23 to 30 or so or you know that's really where i figured out what makes me happy i guess and i'm trying to still figure that on yeah. a day-to-day cool. basis so much of that though is that's how good you re- it's how you respond to that though for, right? for, for me it was 
35 to, to 38. I mean, if, if you did that between 23 and 30, you've done well, man. Yeah, but yeah. I think you're also wrong to think that it's like a finished process, though. Don't oh, you? of like, course it's not. Yeah. Like, oh, um, I'm clueless on what really makes me happy. I think my hot tub makes me pretty fucking happy, <laughs> but that's pretty materialistic. But what if, um, what if uh, fucking like little kids made you happy? Would you no, still say you, you want to go right back there? Huh? W- w- would you still say <laughs> okay, whatever makes you happy, just go out and follow your dreams? And yeah, <laughs> dude. Honestly, I mean, it's not like I lose sleep over it, but like I've had a a night in my life where I'm like, God, can you imagine what it'd be like if like you had an insatiable desire to like fuck a kid or a dog? Like, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is that? Like, or a donkey? Like yeah. that? That's like honestly. That's why I think it's a disease because it's just so fucked. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to pull it back. You know about the donkey fuckers in Mexico, right? No. Please, please tell me. Vice did a documentary. It's on YouTube, man. Look up uh, the donkey donkey fuckers of Mexico or something like that, man. It's fucking hilarious. That's the best title ever. It's fucking true, man. Really? Yeah, I swear to God. The donkey fuckers of Mexico. I don't think it's called that, but, you know, I mean, such a connotation. I wish it was. (laughs) Well, listen, guys. The donkey fucker of Mexico. (laughs) No, sorry. Well... Jack, brother, we're, we're an hour and hey. 15 into, into the second part of this, uh, and I think we've got some fucking great material down. I'm super fucking pumped about this episode, and I can't wait to get it out there. And uh, What do we think, guys? Do we, do we think we've got enough for tonight? I do. I, I'm a little worried about some of the pedophilia comments that have gotten tossed around, but, you know. Hey, look. That's the cost of doing business. We're, we're controversial, uh, and we're not going to shy away from that stuff. And I'm not. Su- I'm certainly not going to fucking shy away from that stuff. Uh, I, I'm going to say what I want to say, when I want to say it, and I will reap the repercussions for doing so. You're kind of like Thai- Thailand's Donald Trump. Yeah. Can, can I add something? <laughs> yes, you can, Jim. Thailand's Donald Trump. <laughs> Uh, on TripAdvisor, Comet Ping Pong, 217 reviews. <laughs> <laughs> and they got a four, an average of four. Uh, they got a lot of Russian bots there. <laughs> yeah, that probably. And uh, Best of Pizza, they got 4.5, but sadly only four reviews. So the kids no are obviously much and more And there's no pictures there. of their pizzas either. So uh, Pizzas and in inverted commas. Jack. You've been yeah. awesome, mate. Uh, where can people get a hold of you, buddy, if they want to get a hold of you? You've got a Twitter handle? Have you got Do you some want people to get a hold of you? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really. I'm not a big advocate of Twitter. Um, you know, I think the thing about me, guys, is I'm a regular dude living his life up in Seattle, and I just tend to be a bit more interested in theories that are against the, the mainstream yep. conform. Mm-hmm. So. I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, this this kind of stuff makes me fired up. So Jack, I, I hopefully Jack? my content was good. Yeah. Jack, w- w- will you come on again, brother? I would love to come on again. I would also love to uh, to either facilitate a conversation with Melanie. Oh yeah, we'll do or, it. Uh, Mama. I promise. <laughs> or, uh, or, uh, give me her email. Maybe. Send me her email tonight, and I'll I'll get in touch with her with her this weekend. I don't. I don't know if I can express how interested and happy she would be to hear that. Do you that do email. you think we should wait for <laughs> her to hear to this her. and then and then do you think that would be the sales pitch or do you think I should just get after her immediately? You know, I think uh, I think we could just get after it. I think she'd be yeah. interested in listening to this. Oh, either be, way, it'd be it's so. Uh, <laughs> it's just such a beautiful thing. I, I think we. Yeah. I, I think what would be important is to uh, is to take a 
a, a good amount of time understanding where she may drive the best conversation. And I think that would live yeah. in a world of, uh, you know, aliens and True. Uh, quantum physics and, uh, you know, mind altering drugs like LSD and shit oh, okay. like that. Yeah. I've done that. MK Ultra, maybe. <laughs> oh, I'm all over. All right, I'm let's all over MK Ultra. <laughs> Jack, thank you so much. Uh, I'm well, Willie. You start, mate. Where can people get hold of you, Sunshine? Yeah, at Willie Delius on Twitter, or we have a new handle for the show. Oh God, good question. What is it? At Strange Life, this. I can't remember. Yeah. All right. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll we'll sort that later. Uh, and what's our website? At uh, this strange dot. This strange dot life. You'll find yeah, us there. That, that's a cool handle, man. I'm, I'm I know. I was Chesel. pretty proud when I found that uh, domain. <laughs> you can find me at Crypto Mickey on Twitter. Uh, you can find me, I think, at Mike Morrit on Instagram. Uh, Michael Morrit on Facebook. Uh, yeah, and all the shits on the shits. What about your address? Uh, that is <laughs> twenty three <laughs> slash nine. Le yeah, fuck off. And if you want to find me, just come to Bangkok. Yeah, yeah, come to Bangkok, and then go, then go into a gutter, and you'll you'll find him. Just just <laughs> just ask somebody. They'll they'll say he's just down there. Just ask a lady boy. <laughs> All right. Well, Jack, good to see you. Good to hear from good you. Good to buddy. see you, uh, kids, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls. Uh, thank you for listening. This is strange life. Checking out for this week. Goodbye. Cheers, Jack. Big love. Bye.